I don't know how I look in the video because I'm I'm feeling quite short today. I don't know, how do how do I look at the video? I want you to no no, no okay. All right, that's gonna be the first lesson. You, the music fades out. You don't just turn the music off. So I just want to see how I look in the video because I'm using a different chair today because we're moving and this is the last chair left and I'm sitting very low. I am yeah. We we short. all look a little bit short. Uh, Okay, today. so we can move the <laughs> cameras a bit in order to. This is see. Uh, Carson Weekly is in charge of producing today, but Griffin's still here. Th this is all stuff that you have to do as a producer, right? You have to see how we look in the video, and if you think we look a little off, then you got to move the cameras, make sure we get things like set in the video. So these are all responsibilities of the producer. All right. How do we look in the video? You look great. Uh, me and Carson look like we're because we're both in the right. Short you're trying chairs, to share. You're trying and we're to trying to share. Okay, so, so you've got a, a you got a camera right there. Can you adjust the camera in order to make? These are the things you got to do. Like you can't wait for somebody to approve you doing it. You just got to do it. That's, in order that's to, good. That's good. That's better. Yeah. Okay. Better. All right. There we go. Good morning, Glenn Clark Radio. Carson Weekly's here, learning how to produce just in time for us to be off for two weeks and him to forget everything that he learned. Which is the way it always goes. Such is life. Uh, Griffin is also here today. Um, if if you haven't paid attention, or if you just only listen when Carson Weekly's here for some reason, you're an obsessed Carson Weekly fan, um, this is it. Today, we're doing this show, and then literally as Weekend at Bookies ends today, we're booking it. We are taking everything in this room, we are packing it up, and we are driving over to Towson to set up at our new studio. The problem is, it's going to take a little while for various reasons. One, because we're doing all of it ourselves. Such is life. Small company. That's the way things go. Two, because I'm also calling the Women's Lacrosse World Championships at the same time. Congrats, by the way. Sure. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Sure. I'm excited for it. Thanks, buddy. Three... Uh, I got a vacation scheduled the week after that. Also, congrats. <laughs> right. Where are you going? Going. We're going on a cruise. The Caribbean, where it's going to be six billion degrees outside. Nothing like you earned it. being in the center of the earth in the middle of July. God. The sun's just holding a knife. It's like, <laughs> come on, jerk. Walk outside. You ready to go? Oh, I got you. I got you. It's going to suck. What's up, man? How are you? <laughs> Everything good? I love those pants, by the way. Big fan. Happy 4th. Um, we got people out here helping us move, and I appreciate that because I don't want to do all of it. <laughs> I haven't, frankly, I've gotten away with not doing much of it. It's been, uh, it's been rather pleasant because of that. What's your name? My name is Nate. Nate? Nate, shout out Nate. Shout out Nate, who's working... The band 209? The bass player. You're the, the bass, bass player. All right. Shout out 209. I'm all in, man. Love it. Thank you, Nate. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, buddy. There you go. That's, that's I appreciate it. All the, Nate's hard work. Um, yeah. What was? Oh, yeah. So that was that's the deal. We're going to be off for the next two weeks. It's 10 days worth of shows because we wouldn't have done a show on Monday. It's the 4th of July. So we're trading that off for tomorrow. So... 10 days of shows that we won't be doing. Also, the guys from the Bat Around are going to be off for a couple of weeks. So there will be no Bat Around this Saturday or the following Saturday. We're going to get everything situated. And then the plan is they'll be able to return on the 16th and we'll be able to be back on the 18th. 
course, as you know, best laid plans of mice and men. Who the F knows? But the plan, and I believe it's going to come together, is that we'll all be back having a ball in the new studios in the county on the 18th. And I believe tradition says that when your favorite uh, internet radio show moves to the county, you bring us gifts of uh, whiskey and beef jerky, I believe is the way I didn't know that. I'm excited. I believe that's the way that it goes. So I'm going to expect that the week of the 18th, you all come, you know, see us in Towson and shower us with whiskey and jerky. I I just, I, I am to understand that is the traditional way to celebrate a move to the county for your favorite internet radio sports program. So... That's what's going on. Today's show, got a lot going on. A lot of MLB draft talk today. Um, Jacob Berry, who might very well be the Orioles pick with the number one overall pick. In fact, at one point during this process, there were reports that the Orioles were already trying to cut a deal with Jacob Berry. Um, don't know if if that is going to continue to come to fruition or not, but the LSU infielder, who has been described as kind of a positionless player. We'll talk to him about that and whether he believes he can play third base. And, and certainly I'd like to hope he believes he can play first base. Um, but we'll talk about that with Jacob Barry a little bit later on this hour. Also, our weekly MLB draft segment, Jim Callis from MLB Network, MLB.com. This will be, again, our final one before the draft itself. So our last chance to get some thoughts in on this show before the MLB draft, which is coming up on the 17th or it starts on the 17th. Of course, that's the round that we care about because that's when the Orioles have the 1-1 pick. And then uh, also later on this morning, we're going to talk some basketball, Baltimore's own Terry Hunt. What? 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 I did. I did. I'm trying to help you. I appreciate it. Well, after you took my printer, (laughs) you're trying to help me. (laughs) Walk in here, can't. I It's. Oh, we're a well-oiled machine today. God. Yeah. Gl- so just have you ever just, lived in a place? Th- uh, John Colson, come here for a second. Just yep. to, f- to fill people in, Glenn walked into a chairless desk yeah, there, and no printer. Yeah, there's, no, there's what's that? What's that? What's that? I suppose you couldn't just hit. Hey, hey you got it. You got to turn John's mic on. Yeah, yeah, you got it. What's that? I suppose you couldn't have just hit print at home this morning. With the log for the show, yeah. I'm supposed to print that at home. Yeah, one time. Yeah, well, we're well if you had told me that I needed to I do that, I would have done Calm that. Calm down over there. Enjoy your no, metal. You're trying to put it on Enjoy your me. metal chair. Yeah. Well, I had to move the metal chair over there so that those boys could use it. So I'm using the shortest chair that I've ever. Oh, that seen. was the chair oh, over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, was, well, that we was, was my other chair, chair over there. <laughs> this is a very. Is the camera on this is an unbelievably. Beautiful. Yeah, I had to pull it down <laughs> in order to make sure because I'm I'm not particularly tall, but I'm even shorter yeah. today. It's it's yeah. not great. What I'm comparing this to is when you're like 18 and you move into an apartment for the first time, and a you have bit. and you have no furniture. But we do have movers. Well, do I, I appreciate that? Yeah, <laughs> there is that. But when you have no furniture and you realize you're going to live that way for like a few days. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's what this is. It's the way it's going to go. I have my computer you, in the floor back there. I'm like running the business from that. Sure, exactly. Or, or you do the bit where you walk in and you put the TV on the ground. You've got it's one of the like best a, spots for a like TV. A I beanbag mean, chair. Or like a lawn chair or something like and, that. And you're like, ah, oh, we can get by for a little while. Like, this will be fine. I did that. And yeah. then, like, within a week, you're like, oh, my God, I have to buy some furniture. Like, I have to. I and can't, li- stop is I can't live it like this. Exactly right. All right. Well, thank okay, guys, you. I'll Appreciate you. And there's John Colson, most worshipful grandmaster. Uh, Orioles lose yesterday. I don't think there's much to say about that. It was unpleasant um, and, and sort of a bummer 
after they had won four out of five games, five out of six games, Jesus. After they won five out of six uh, for it to turn the way that they did the last two in Seattle, such is life. My and biggest now, takeaway was Sam Haggerty's walk-up song. The Godfather theme. I didn't even notice. That was pretty sick. All right, there you go. And and he got and he had like three hits. It was. was Kevin Brown was talking about it. it All right. And so in fairness, I had to watch the game with no sound on because I was working. Because it was an afternoon game. I was working, and it was actually really cool. I. You know what? I'm going to choose to believe you, Griffin. But I don't know. I had the game on with no sound, so it it just didn't. And by the way, there was no reason at any point where I wanted to turn the sound on. Yeah, it was was, uh, uh, not a fun game. It was un. Pleasant. That's the reality of it. Uh, they now are off tonight before they head to Minnesota to open up a series with the Twins tomorrow. Uh, again, there's really nothing else for me to say about it. Uh, we get some more movement in the NBA. DeJounte Murray is headed to Atlanta, where they become compelling. Like, I mean, they're always compelling just because of the presence of Trey Young, who's, you know, just an ex- as exciting a player as you can get in the NBA. But. The two of them sharing a backcourt can be really compelling. Could be absolutely fascinating. Plus, Kevin Herter is going to hit like 100%. Right, of his there's threes. that because he's going to be left uh, wide open in yeah. the corner all the time, and he's going to bury every triple from there. Um, I, I don't know. I still don't think that I can elevate them into the territory of the Bucks or probably even the Celtics. And it's, I guess we still have to monitor what happens with Bradley Beal. I know for the most part, people still seem to lean to the idea that he's going to end up back in Washington. But, I mean, if you're the the Celtics and you're coming aggressive and Bradley Beal's like, well, I could get a five-year deal, but it's with the Washington Wizards. Or I can take a four-year deal to be somewhere where I might be able to compete for a championship. I don't think I could blame him if he were to go that route. But, again, the most money... That would be on the table would be in a deal to go back to Washington, and so most people seem to assume that's how this is going to play out. We we will see, unless there's been something this morning that I've just missed. We'll see what ends up going on with Bradley Beal. But um, the Jonathan Murray is a big deal. I mean, that's that's not, not and unfortunately in an in an off season that's largely boring, like this this off season is just not particularly significant. There's Jalen Brunson and not a lot else. That might be the biggest move that could shift power at least a bit. You're still hard-pressed to think the Knicks are a competitive team in the East just with Jalen Brunson. But the Hawks, you know, we're only two years removed from them being in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm not I'm not trying to oversell it or state that suddenly they're a threat. The Nets are still there too. It's and, and they're you know, again, if everything is smoothed over and Kyrie Irving's ready to go, then Ben Simmons is back. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm, right. That 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 doesn't do quite as much for me. But um you know, the Nets are obviously right there in that conversation. Uh, look, the Bucks with, with a healthy Malcolm Brogdon are the best team and a healthy with all of their pieces, they're the best team to me in the East. The Celtics, Nets, probably the two teams that are right behind them. The Sixers, I guess, are still in that equation. But I think the Hawks enter that conversation of the group of teams behind the Bucks in the East by adding DeJounte Murray. So it's an interesting move. And the Spurs just kind of announcing that, like, look, we're just rebuilding. That's the way it's going to go for a little while. We need to use all these first-round picks and see if we can't get some pieces. Uh, and then the uh, Women's Lacrosse Championship got underway last night at Towson with the USA beating Canada. For those that don't know and are kind of confused as to why the USA is a really a weird bit. 
and I, you know, I'm happy to be a part of the event. I want to make that abundantly clear. But it's kind of strange the way that they set up the world championships. You talking about like the the pool, like you, who's in each pool? Yeah, the fact that they the, the best teams are in pool. They a, put right? all of the best teams in one pool and just sort of said it doesn't matter what happens. They're all going to the round of sixteen. It's a little bit yeah. weird. Yeah. It's a bit weird, and. It's their championship, and I certainly understand that they want to make sure that the teams that are the best are involved. And that I don't, I don't, I'm, you know what? I'm not gonna. I will say I like. Looking the, forward to working. The, the, nine, the ninety event. minute games; those were nice. Yeah, that's wow. pleasant. That's pleasant. There's no doubt about that. It's 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 a bit weird not having the shot yeah, clock. Yeah, the shot clock. After you've gotten used to having the shot clock in the sport for a while. It's I was at my sister's lacrosse tournament over the weekend, and yeah. I was like, we need a shot clock. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. How old is your sister? She is 17. So okay. High school, right. It's all high school lacrosse tournament, okay. basically. Yeah. And they don't have a shot yeah, clock? Yeah, they don't have Do a shot clock. Do they have a shot clock in, I don't, when they play in high no, school? No, I don't think so. Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah. That's not okay. We got to do something <laughs> about that. It is it is alarming when it you're is. like you're like oh right this you is just, how, just hold it for this is how we used to do things five minutes. yeah not a fan and we didn't really see that last night obviously no, between the no, USA and Canada and part of that again let me go back to it part of it is what we talked about with um, uh, Matt Hamilton the other day which is that they they're purposely trying to showcase certain things in this tournament to try to drive lacrosse towards becoming an Olympic sport. That's the big goal this summer, is to make a huge push for lacrosse to be added to the 2028 LA Olympics. So, you know, Matt Hamilton said, look, the USA team is openly talking. They're going to take behind-the-back shots. We saw Dana Doby from uh, Canada do the one, I don't even know, remember what you call that, where she's not even facing the goal, the no-look, underhand, sweep up. They got, you know, Sports Center top 10 plays last night. They're trying to do that stuff, and it's kind of part of why they're doing the Pool A thing. It's because they want the best want teams in the world to be doing some of those things to get more attention. And I get it. It's just a little weird. That's yeah. all. And I'm very happy to be a part of the tournament. I look forward to I will see you this afternoon for New Zealand-Wales. Very excited about it. New Zealand, one of the better teams in the tournament. Um, who knows? Who knows how things could go? Um but yeah, it definitely alarmed me for there to be no shot clock. I was like, that's what I'm doing for the next couple of weeks. Yeesh. Yeesh. And you just know with some of these countries, like they're thinking of themselves, their only chance of winning the game is if they can really slow it down. Like if they can keep it to about a 6 5 type of game. And I'm like, that's not how you grow the game. That's not the way. That is no good. Yeah, I mean, it, it was good because the U.S. had a chance to hold it for about five minutes at the end. And they yeah, when shooting, they were, once so they were up was, by a bit, right. Yeah. Once they were up by a bit. Anyway, anyway, looking maybe, forward. Maybe it won't be an issue. Okay, i got to say this one more time. Really looking forward <laughs> to it. I'm very excited. It is truly an honor to be a part of the Women's Lacrosse World Championships, and I will be over there. My first game is at four today over at Towson. All right. Um, so I think that's what we needed to cover. Now, today's show brought to you, speaking of lacrosse, Really excited about the All-America Lacrosse game, which is coming up a little bit later on this month. Get your tickets right now for the premier high school lacrosse game of the year. The 17th annual All-America Lacrosse Boys and Girls Senior Game will be on Saturday, July 30th at Johns Hopkins' historic Homewood Field. This is your chance to see future lacrosse stars up close and in person as they showcase why they are the best in the world. Go to allamericalacrosse.com and get your tickets now. So, We've been sitting on this one. 
I told Carson Weekly a couple weeks ago. Carson, how old are you? I'm 20. You're 20 years old. I just turned 20 in March. Staggering. That means you were born in 2002. That's correct. He was born a year after I graduated from high school, which is just (laughs) really something for me to think about. I know those of you that are older are like, dude, you know, good. Welcome to the world. All right, settle down. I'm not 40 yet, so like this is still staggering to me. I still have, I haven't started losing my hair yet. I got a lot going for me. Not like looks wise, but you know, I got a lot going for me. So it's staggering to me to be the fact that I've got a 20 year old intern currently. Um, I played this game before with some other young folks. Uh, I think Bobby Trossett, the first time he came in, we played this game with him. It's how old are you, how young are you? And we're going to duel. I have prepared 10 concepts, and that's all we're calling them, concepts. They could be people, places, things, uh, movies, games, toy, whatever. It could be anything that I think are pretty common and everyone of a certain age would know. And because of that, I think there might be a chance that someone as young as Carson Weekly has heard of those concepts Although there's also a possibility that he hasn't. I have asked Carson Weekly to prepare a list of similarly 10 concepts that young people know about and register in their world that may or may not register with me whatsoever. Now, the game is not about embarrassing someone. And this is, I know Bobby struggled with that. The point of this is not to embarrass someone with their lack of knowledge. Because I get it. These are difficult things. That's the idea. The idea is you're young. You might not know these things. Some of them, I think you, it would be embarrassing if you didn't get, but that's a different conversation. The same way, I'm old. I might not know about what it is that 20-year-olds at Ole Miss care about. They care about winning a baseball championship. Yeah. I know they care a lot about that. That's right. Congratulations. Last, thank you. Last team in the tournament. What'd you what'd you what'd you do? Did you go streaking uh, or something? I was like that? I was actually in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee this weekend visiting my girlfriend. Okay. So what your girl that's you know what? That's probably it's, for another that's day. That's just that's a probably whole for another day. Another thing. We'll save it for another day. That's the way it's gonna <laughs> go. Another day. Um so I don't know what they're into. So the idea is I feel like you got a good chance. You seem pretty in tune. With, I mean, I, 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 you're you very active you on say Twitter. That. You're very active on Twitter. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I know anything about it. Yeah. yeah okay. Glenn, okay. I'm gonna, these, these are very The point is, fair. I want the, the comedy of this comes from the guess. Like, when you don't know, you have to guess, because that's what brings out the comedy in the bit. The bit is not about poking fun. The bit is about the silliness of it. So I've got 10 concepts how young are you? You've got 10. How old are you? And Griffin's going to kind of be the judge. I don't know how this is going to go because Griffin is basically the same age as you. Yeah. So he probably won't know <laughs> things. It might be that if you don't know, I let Griffin guess as well. Sure. Okay. All right. That okay. might be how it goes. So right? the odds are stacked against you a little bit here. Glenn. So do you? who do you want to have go first? I say uh, I say let's have Carson go first. You think young Carson. How, how old are you going? How old we'll am do, I? How old first? Young Carson will go first. All right. All right. What's the first one you got, young or it's Carson Weekly? Say it. Give the man his due. Carson Weekly. Yes. Yes. You, All right. You, okay. <laughs> sorry, I was, sorry, I was I was tweeting something out. All right. Okay. First. Didn't thing. didn't include a link to where people could watch. We'll work okay, on that. Okay. We'll we got to do better. We'll work right. on that. Just saying what we're doing. Not that helpful. Yeah. Got to okay. show people where it is they can go to watch. All right, Glenn, you ready? Yes. First thing. Uh huh. It's an adjective. 
Bussin. You know what's funny? I know that I've heard this. That's bussin. And I'm not sure I have any idea what it means. Now, I would have been able to say it's an adjective, but again, that's, you're not supposed to tell me it. Okay, you're just okay. supposed to give me the right, concept. I'll give you just bare bones right? concepts from here on. But what does it mean when somebody says something is bussin? I genuinely don't know. All right, I got to guess. It means... It means... That's... It's bussin. Bussin. I don't... God. Uh... It means it's amazing. It's dope. It's bussin. Pretty close. Yeah? yeah. It means it means like really like delicious, but like I mean amazing. What would you use to describe? Like you would use it for I'd be f- like, man, like went to Chipotle today, man. That was So you that specifically was bussin. use bussin for food. Pretty is much what you're saying. I mean, you you know how those kind of adjectives go and sometimes they can extend out into other things. But mm-hmm. like it's it's mainly a to use to reference food. Okay. All right. And like to compliment All right. Say so that was bussin. Right. That All was right. good. All right. I, I I've heard it a lot. I did not know that. It gets thrown around quite a bit. All right, my first one for you. Okay. How how young are you? If I said what is a Dreamcast? Uh, that's a Sega, right? Damn! Like look a, at you. I don't think you I know, know what that things. Was. <laughs> you do know things. This is exactly what it was. After the Sega Genesis, they came out with the Sega Dreamcast, and it was an amazing video game system, dude. It was incredible. Unfortunately, they were a little bit behind because PlayStation was letting you watch DVDs oh, on yeah. their system. And the Dreamcast, while it had a CD format, it couldn't play your DVDs. And so everybody bought a PlayStation and then an Xbox, and the Dreamcast fell off and then kind of died a slow death, which was a bummer because it had great games. It had outstanding games, but it could not compete because everybody else was like, wait a second, this thing can be a video game system and a DVD player? I get two birds and that's amazing. So that's why the Dreamcast died. All right, so you're up 1-0. That's well done. Thank you. you. Next. All right. Doja Cat. Uh, Doja Cat is a, a rapper. She's uh, or a, I I remember uh, <laughs> Doja Cat kind of broke onto the scene with the hit song "Bitch I'm a Cow." Yes, yes, that's uh, a very yeah. correct. That's yeah. a yeah. That's a one hundred. Which I don't know why, but I loved. <laughs> I loved that song. I think TikTok really helped Doja Cat blow up too. I mean, a lot of her songs became big uh like dance kind of songs for all those for all the dancers on TikTok. I don't this this is the 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 cow uh, if for those that don't remember the classic hit uh from Doja Cat. I don't I'll never understand why any human being would ever have listened to this, but I listened to it many times. I greatly enjoyed the I'm a cow song. I gotta turn it on. Oh, there's me in the background. <laughs> it, mm. Well, good on you. Good job, Glenn. Hang you, on a second. Hang okay. on. Let it play out. I'm trying to. <laughs> Let it play, Griffin. <laughs> Hang on. We're on YouTube yeah. here. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. I'm not a cat. That was a hit song. It, that was a was. hit song. That it was a smash hit. From Doja Cat. What you got? Oh, you got you printed it. Did it work? Did it print in the... Oh, look at that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now I'll be able to call the New Zealand... Oh, I, I said Wales. It's Ireland today. <laughs> <laughs> thing What's that? I, I mean, yes. Definitely. Thank you, though. I appreciate that. And there's a log for today, boys. You can have that. Um, all right. So next on my list. Who is Kevin Federline? 
Oh, Carson, yes, I'll, let you, you. I'll let you guess first. Who is Kevin Federline? <sighs> All right. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, John Coulson knows because we're old. Is it one of the actors from Friends? Mm, it's a good guess. Do you have a guess, Griffin? <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, Kevin Federline. Who's Kevin Federline? I'm going to, I mean, uh, it, he sounds definitely like a baseball player from the 90s. Definitely not a baseball player <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. Kevin Federline was quite famous because he was Britney Spears' backup dancer and became her husband. Oh, he was oh, the good for epitome him. of every lame white guy that wanted to be a rapper. He went by K-Fed. K-Fed was very popular in the mid-2000s, but not for any good reason. He was like the beginning of uh, characters like Riff Raff from uh, the Spring Breakers movie. He had nothing to offer the world and yet became very famous. Kevin Federline was Britney Spears' husband. Next. All right, next. A taki. Uh, that's the, it's a snack food. It's, uh, okay, the, the kids are they're very spicy. The kids enjoy those a great deal. Yes. They, like, I think kids, like my kids' age, are into Takis. Like, I don't think you have to be in uh, college and smoking weed. I think even like, the young kids are into Takis. Mm, I think yeah. that's, a, that's a thing. All right, uh, so that one was easy. That one I got. That was super easy. Yeah, that was easy. I don't. I've ne- You know, it's this is a straight shoot. I've never had one. I think I've had them like once. Yeah, what, I don't even what is, often either. But. What really is the appeal as opposed to other I, snack foods? I think it's just it's like the same thing with like like uh, hot Cheetos. Like it's the same thing. It's the exact same concept. It's, it's the same concept of like they're spicy here's a, here's and they're a, Here's crazy. a hot take. I don't think hot Cheetos alone offer anything. I but, don't either. But we did this bit where uh, uh, Papa Cass, our spring intern, came in here, and she her like go to comfort snack food is hot Cheetos with uh, cream cheese. What? Yeah. Yep. And I've we all made and that. we all made fun of it, but it worked. It worked. It was a real thing. All right. Next on my list. Who were the Nordiques? Um, were they a musical group like when like Destiny's Child was like okay, like like a like popular. a like a like a, a wannabe Destiny's Child? Yeah, that's basically what I'm trying to say. Like a girl group yeah, that like wanted a, to try to get their like shine. They, they hey, you, you like Destiny's Child, so maybe you'll like us yes, too. Okay, that's my good, guess. Good, good guess. Griffin? That's that's a good guess. Okay, um, I, to me it sounds like. It, what is it? The Nord the, the Nordiques. Oh, the Nordiques. Who are yeah, the Nordiques? Yeah, I also I was gonna say since the last one was a backup dancer, mm-hmm. it sounds like maybe Bjork's uh, backup dancing. Bjork had a backup <laughs> dancing crew. Yeah, Bjork. If you would like go to Merriweather, you would see Bjork and the Nordiques. I like these answers. Okay, so I'm right. What if I told you they just <laughs> won the Stanley Cup the other night before moving to Denver? In 1995, wow, the wow. Quebec Nordiques. Nord, what is a Nordique? I don't know. Okay. I can't pretend like it's I like, know that. What is like? What is a Canuck? Yeah, cur- like, well, that's just sort of the name for. That's like a Canadian. Well, name, yeah, right? but like same. Concept. Um, What's the Quebec Nordiques were an NHL franchise that moved to Denver and became the Colorado Avalanche. Wow. When did that, when did they it? move? 1995. Oh if wow. I correctly. I, that's kind of recent. It's yeah. exactly right. It's not that <laughs> yeah, long ago. It really wasn't. It's not like asking you about the Brooklyn Bridegrooms or something <laughs> yeah. like that. This is a franchise that existed not that long ago. All right. So I'm up two one. Mm-hmm, yeah. Not that it's a competition. It's really about no. The, but the, the, we can the, keep right. score. We yeah. Should. Sure. It's really about the entertainment of the guesses. Next. Okay. Snatched. I mean, I'm familiar with the motion picture. Snatch. Snatched. 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 I s- 
I snatched that thing up. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Uh, is is it a somewhat? Okay, you're gonna have to tell me. It's snatched as an adjective, and it means that you look very like skinny and fit. And really? Fit. Yep. It's like a big thing. Use it in a sentence. I want. Wow, you. To- you uh, I guess you look snatched in that dress. Really? Yeah. That's a thing human <laughs> beings say. Yeah. Can you believe that? You ever heard that, Colson? If I walked up to you and said, hey, man, you're looking snatched today, how would you respond? There's a lot of ways I could Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's apparently a thing now. You're looking fit. You're looking in shape. The kids say you're looking snatched. He is looking Very pretty weird. snatched. Yeah, yeah looking good, snatched good today. You. That is wild. I had never heard that. All right. Uh, what are what are Heelys? Uh, Heelys are the shoes with the wheel. There the you go. So well you, you done. You take them to the mall, and you could like the, the, the floor was perfect. I mean, are you telling me that they still exist? That they're still a thing? Yeah. They, they, they are very much yeah. really. They made it, oh, they I did not know that. They made a, well, how many years ago? You think that was? They made a little comeback. Yeah, people were starting to wear them. I, I mean, when I was in elementary school, never, I remember, I remember yeah. them being never banned never when I was in elementary thing. school. Yep. Yeah, you couldn't. Yeah. Wow. I remember uh, kids had them in I elementary just, school. I'm learning something. My my brother's one friend still wears them, and whenever whenever we go out, he like rolls around him. I had no idea. Through the McDonald's, I had no idea. Very good. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, it's two two now. Next on your list, how old am I? All right. This is one word. One word. Be real. Uh, he's a rapper from the group Cypress Hill. Is is be real? I know that as a fact. I swear, I hung out with him. I I might have done illegal drugs with him. Um, might have. Not not going to give away the answer to that question. I uh, be be real. Be it's one word. One word. Be yes. real. Be real. It's something you say to your friends when, like, you're, you're trying to tell them to stop acting so fake. Like, yo, well, bro, that be is, real. That is true. Okay. But Be Real is this new app that has been getting a lot of uh, traction with the young youths. And what it is is you have, like, your friends on it just like Snapchat. Uh-huh. But once a day, it buzzes your phone. By the way, I've phone. never used Snapchat. That's how, that's <laughs> how old I am. It, uh, so Be Real buzzes your phone once a day like a phone call, and you have to pull your phone out, and you take a picture of exactly what you're doing in that moment. And then you look, and you, everyone else's. Do you use this? Uh, a lot of people do. I don't. Okay. A lot of people do. i got to be honest with you. This sounds really stupid. Like, it, this oh, it sounds it is so dumb. But just like, incredibly it is stupid. incredibly popular. And then you look It on sounds your like feed. I'd be the first guy to be like, you know what I'm going to do? Not do that. Yeah, and, and then you look on your feed, and it's what all your friends were doing. And so, like, you know, it could be... Right now, or it could be at you know eight thirty tonight. But why do I particularly care what they're doing at twelve forty two? That's the thing. Why does anyone care about anything? That's a, you know what you gotta make a good point there. That's Griffin. the thing. All right, you got a chance to go ahead. Next one, Hoobastank. Hoobastank. What is Hoobastank? I'll, I'll let you guess first. Uh, do you, <laughs> so you know this? I don't think so. Uh, no. All right. Uh, it's a Tribe Called Quest's first big song. There you go. Hoobastank by A Tribe Called <laughs> Quest. You nailed it. And uh, I'm guessing maybe it's a saying when someone smells bad. Hoobastank. You know yeah. what? That would be a good way to describe <laughs> that would be, you know, I'm feeling Hoobastank. Some, some Hoobastank. No, Hoobastank is a band. Maybe is. I don't know. if They, they were a band. Uh, had a smash hit called The Reason, which was a bit of a ballad. I found a reason for me. It, they were terrible. They oh, were that truly yeah, awful. I, I think I've heard that song. Really, really bad, the band Hoobastank. <laughs> and if they're still around, they shouldn't be. They're a crime against humanity. Next. It's still 2-2. 2-2 where we are in this competition. Next. All right. 
a GIF. You think I don't know what a GIF is? I don't know. I, really? I, I mean, like, I know I'm I'm old, but I'm not I don't dead. Know. You really think I don't know what a GIF is? I don't know. I, I was I was this is actually one that I was really curious about to see if you knew. So apparently, I was serious? Dead wrong. I feel a little offended by this. <laughs> yes, a GIF or a moving picture, if you will. Um, I'm I promise you, I've made lots of GIFs yes. in my life. I promise you, that's the case. All right, well, that was a freebie. Um, next on the list, if I said vote for Pedro. Oh, it's from Napoleon. Dynamite. There you go. Well done. Well done. Well done. Right. So we're three. Two three, easy ones. Three, three. There Still see a vote for Pedro shirt. Every now and then. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Next. All right. Who is Bryce Hall? Oh, he's a, he's a YouTuber. And I don't know why anybody cares about it. No, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll give it to yeah, him. Yeah, right? I TikTok. I think he has a YouTube channel. Oh, he definitely has a YouTube. He really got famous from like, TikTok, and he did one of those celebrity boxing things that yep. nobody yeah. cared about. Yeah. But no, I, I don't. He went against Lamar, I didn't he? I think he. I think he did. I, think I, can't, I can't tell you a single thing about this human being and like what this either. person's content is, but I definitely know who they are. Yeah, I think he's kind of like a. Sad a I know he dances a little bit. Oh, I think good. A we, lot need, of the, we need more of that. There's not enough of that on social media. I think that he has a reputation of being a good-looking guy. Too, you I know think. what? I, that, by the way, I have no problem with. I have no problem with there being good-looking people. I'm all for it. Good, good for you for being good-looking. And he boxed Lamar Odom. I mean, so yeah. that's, that's a nothing. Um, what is the Arch Deluxe? The Arch Deluxe. Uh, is it a McDonald's meal? That's you know what? It was, what I was, it was well. a McDonald's hamburger. Yeah. It was... With lettuce and tomato and... It was supposed to be an elevated Big Mac. Was the concept oh. they put? They put a hundred and fifty million dollars into marketing the Arch Deluxe. And by the way, a delicious hamburger. Put pe- peppered bacon on it. It was outstanding. But but they charged more for it because it was an elevated burger, and they lost the fact that people went to McDonald's because they didn't want to pay money for their food. They just wanted to eat crap, and that was why they went there. And so it flopped miserably, but it was a very, very tasty, I mean, a tasty hamburger. At a I time still of love my a life, Big Mac. Um, I haven't been to a McDonald's in 17 years, something, 18 years, something like that. Um, Good for you. Uh, oh, yeah. I assure you in the 20 years before that, I went a lot, a lot. Uh, I had to get rid of that or I was going to die. Uh, but the Arch Deluxe was a tasty hamburger. The right. Annex McDonald's, right in Whitemarsh. What's that? That the uh, the Annex that had the Taco Bell and the McDonald's. Oh, that's right. You remember? That, you that remember? One hundred percent. Oh my yeah. God! I I might as well have moved in. There was I dated a girl <laughs> named Jen, and we were over there every couple of days. She'd be like, and she of course was in good shape. Like she was not like me. I was fat. She was not, so she was no concern. She's like, let's well, just go to Taco Bell. And I'm like, okay, let's go. And I was just a fat f. All right, we got three more. What you got? All right. Um. We got to move quickly because we right. got to get to Jacob Barry. Uh, John B. Uh, the Sloop John B. It's a great song by the Beach by Boys. The Beach Everybody Boys, knows yeah. that. Uh, John B. was also the name of a R&B artist, a very successful R&B artist. I'm going to guess John B.'s a rapper. That's it's not a bad guess. Uh, uh-huh. So John B. was pretty much the main character in the hit show Outer Banks. That I cannot pretend as though I know that uh, the guy that plays basketball in North Carolina is going to be a part of the next season of. Yeah, Alabama. that's uh, it's yeah. a it's a pretty big. They're Armando Baycott is that is yes, that who yeah, is Armando, Armando Baycott's going to be on the next season. Didn't of he Outer throw Banks. off the first pitch at an Orioles game? Yeah, because he's Baycott because of, because of Jimmy's. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, John from Jimmy's is a massive North Carolina fan and yeah, wants other people here to care about North Carolina because of it, and so 
like he did not a deal gonna happen. I, I love John and God <laughs> bless him and they beat Duke so I'm you know the enemy of my enemy is my friend but like it's just never gonna be a world where I'm gonna suddenly be yeah. like yeah Carolina I have no there's just no reason for that um, alright this one's a, this one's kind of who's Condoleezza Rice it sounds like a dish she wants um, to coach the Browns uh, I'm gonna say that Condoleezza Rice was one of the first WNBA like star player. Okay, all right. She's a politician, right? Uh, it, that's close enough. Condoleezza yeah. Rice was the Secretary of State. Okay, yeah. and that's a good guess. Yes, she Griffin. was for some reason offered an interview to be the Browns coach, despite yeah. having no experience whatsoever. She was also the first ever female member at Augusta. Oh, was wow! First ever female member at Augusta. Secretary but, of State for what uh, president? Uh, for George W. Bush. Oh, for George, George okay. W. Gotcha. Bush. Yes. All right. Uh, two more left. You go first. All right. By the way, we uh, Griffin and I or Carson and I are still tied four four because yeah. Griffin's doesn't count. Right. Carson doesn't get the All point right. for that. I uh, meant to just say Condoleezza Rice to see if you would guess that it was food. Like I meant to not it, say who is Car- it, Condoleezza Rice. I, that was the first I meant thing to just say Condoleezza mind. Rice to see <laughs> if you would say it's like a New Orleans po- a popular New Orleans dish. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, last one. Cardi B's husband. Well, I know that's Offset, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. From Migos, wow. that was instant. From Migos, wow. I don't, yep. you think I don't know that? Come on, man. <laughs> I didn't think raindrops, drop tops. I know the whole <laughs> thing, man. What are we doing? <laughs> All right, I got to clutch up here and, and tie. Uh, and in a tie. Jinkos. Oh, Jinkos. Ironic that you would say clutch. Jinkos. All right. Was Jinkos like? An old Jiffy Lube that mm. went out of business. They get your car service. That no, unfortunately not. I was that. gonna say I was gonna say like a food chain of some sort. No. Yeah, but then he said clutch up. I also Jin- thought car. Jinkos were a type of jeans that kind of like puffed out at the leg, uh-huh. and they were an abomination and an eyesore, and everyone wore them. Jinkos. And a few years back, uh, the, the guy, uh, a PFT commenter. Decided to bring them back, and he wore them to Washington Capitals games. Like not boot and, cut jeans. And he called them his clutch oh, jeans, God. which was a really good bit. Like I, I mean, actually thought that was okay. a really good bit. Okay. I, you, I had one more. I had ten, so I'll just what? give it. I'll give you one more. Yeah, they're they're an abomination, Jinkos. They're an absolute abomination. There's no reason why a human being would wear these jeans. JNCO, by the way, is that's JNCO, absolute abomination. Because it almost sounded like I don't know, it sounded almost like a slur or something when you first said it. I don't think I would have gone. I know, I don't think so either, Griffin. I'm pretty sure I would not if if it was a slur. (laughs) That's something that 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 you all used to say to gay people. No, (laughs) no, (laughs) what's wrong with you? Uh, Do you know what Napster is by chance? Oh. a brand. It's a baby. Oh. It's a baby oh. brand. Okay. Like all right. Um, Napster. Oh my. Yeah. I, all right. All Can right. you use it in a sentence? This went about. Uh, I'm. When I get home later, I'm probably gonna end up spending three hours on Napster. Ooh. Like your bed. There's a nickname for your bed. Uh, <laughs> uh, n- before before you could purchase music on the internet, we all just oh, stole it and okay. shared it with each other, oh, and we used a software called Napster in order to do it. Napster was brought down by the band Metallica. They uh, brought down wow. Napster, Metallica. and that was what led us to the era of Apple Music and Spotify and paying for music online instead of just stealing it nice. and sharing it with all of your friends. But the, be- the the coolest thing ever was when you first had a friend 
that had the first access to Napster, and they would be like, hey, for 10 bucks, I'll put any 10 songs on a CD for you. And they would bring you back a CD with 10 songs. You'd be like, oh, my God, this is wild. Yeah, that was uh, that was a wild time in life. All right. Sick. Uh, I did win. I did yeah. win five to four. Congratulations, so I'm claiming man. that. Uh, but this younger went about, than you look. This yeah. went about the way I expected it. Yeah. Yeah. Go, that was frankly. fun. This went about the way I expected. That was yeah. a lot of fun. All right, when we come back in, Jacob Barry could be the Orioles' number one overall pick. We're going to chat with him next. And don't forget, coming up today, weekend at Bookies. Every other Thursday morning at 11:40 a.m., weekend at Bookies is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Weekend at Bookies coming up a little bit later on this morning at 11:40. Simply the bets every Tuesday, but again, we'll be taking a couple weeks off. Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11:40. This is Glenn Clark Radio. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit MD gamblinghelp.org are you ready soccer fans this summer the english premier league returns to baltimore arsenal everton square off in the charm city match july 16th under the lights at mt bank stadium home of the baltimore ravens this is your only opportunity to take in a premier league match this summer in the mid-atlantic region individual and group tickets are on sale at baltimoreravens.com That first sip, that first bite, Mm. start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Come in for Glory Burgers, Glory Wings. There's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy our award-winning burgers, ribs, and wings. Or try our fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or our scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for our daily specials every weekday, like $7.99 burgers on Mondays and $6.99 nachos on Thursdays. Dine in and let us serve you or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and take it home. Visit us at glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing, and the future is brighter than ever for your Baltimore Orioles. I'm Paul Valley, And I'm Zach Goodman. And together we bring you the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon with everything you need to know about the Orioles and baseball as a whole. From veterans like Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, and Ryan Mountcastle, to young stars like Adley Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez, and D.L. Hall. We've got you covered for every game, every pitch, and every debut. You can watch us at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline and Facebook.com slash PressBox sports or you can listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio so join us live on the bat around every saturday from 10 a.m to noon right here at Pressbox sports it's statistically proven that the show sounds better if you're not wearing pants like me right now you're listening to glenn clark radio 
Back in here on GCR. We had to do this a little bit earlier on because of his schedule, but an opportunity to catch up with a man who might be the Orioles' number one overall pick, Jacob Berry, right here on Glenn Clark Radio. Well, we've been talking a lot of MLB draft over the last couple of weeks as the Baltimore Orioles indeed hold the 1-1 pick in the 2022 draft. And one man whose name might very well be the one that's called by the birds with that pick is Jacob Berry from LSU, and he's with us now here on GCR. Jacob, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Yeah, thank you for having me today. I'm, I'm really excited to be on here. Well, it's great to chat with you, dude. Just take me through like what it's like to be Jacob Berry today right now. Like Your, your life is about to change. Wherever it is, whoever it ends up being, your life is about to change so drastically. Like, What does a day look like? Are you... Are are you more ang are you an anxiety type? What like, just what everything that's going on with you? I think right now I'm just ready to get back on the field and get back to playing and, and being my normal self. I mean, it seems like these last few weeks are kinda of slowing by and judging by, waiting waiting for the draft to come by. I'm really just ready for it to happen and to start playing ball again. I mean, that's what I love to do and that's what I'm gonna love to do for the next for as long as I play, to be honest with you. And might be at Baltimore, might be somewhere else, so I'm just excited to do it. I get it, man. Take me back. Like, let's 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 go back before we move forward. When, when did you know? Like, when in your life did you say to yourself, "Dude, I'm a I'm a little bit different than the other kids I'm playing against." Like, I might really have a chance to do this for a living. Was there a moment for you? Um, I think obviously going to the University of Arizona last year and playing, and I just realized I was barreling balls, and I was barreling balls more than any other player on my team and then anybody else we played and and I realized I really had a hit tool and I mean I really just started believing in myself last summer and I think my confidence has just skyrocketed the last few years from high school to college and obviously from college to now and and I'm kind of really grateful for the opportunity and the path that I've taken the last few years. Yeah, you say your confidence. Obviously, you can do it. You hit 370, for Christ's sakes, in the SEC. That ain't easy to do. Um, just because you referenced it, take, for people that don't know, you're from Arizona. You were at Arizona. Why did you end up? Like, what, what was the thought process in ending up at LSU? Yeah, so I'm actually from Phoenix, Arizona, a little town in the southeast part of uh, Phoenix and called Queen Creek and um, I committed to the University of Arizona and, and Jay Johnson as a sophomore in high school. I mean, I'd gotten recruited by him as a freshman early on in my freshman year and um, I mean, the reason I committed to Arizona was because of him. It was a good fit, some great coach and he just built a relationship that no other coach built and um, when he got the new job at LSU, it kind of shocked me. I had to kind of take a step back and, and keep my options open so with the portal kind of being a new thing, I, I kind of put my name in the portal, not sure really what I was going to do. And then um, when I got in the portal, Jake gave me a call, and, I mean, it was just a no-brainer. I mean, the guy who believed in me from the very beginning offered me to play my last year maybe at LSU, and, I mean, I couldn't turn that down. And that's the reason I played at LSU this year, and I loved every moment of it, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll never forget the memories that I made out there. As we know, the SEC West might actually be better in baseball than it isn't even football, right? Like, I mean, it's that unbelievable of a division. Do you feel like, in a way, making the jump might have helped prepare you even more? Like, not to take anything away from Arizona. I mean, this is a place where you win national championships at Arizona. <laughs> yeah. um, but do you feel like maybe it helped you even more in your preparation for this moment? Oh, definitely. I mean, you see guys get traded all the time and, and side free, free agency deals. I mean, I think that's something that's actually going to help me in the future where a lot of kids haven't done that. They'll just play at one place and won't know how to transition. And I think I learned that this year. I mean, it was definitely 
definitely weird moving halfway across the country to play at LSU, but I mean, I learned to love it, and I mean, I'm, I'm glad I did it because it was one of the greatest learning experiences I've ever had. It's cool. Jacob Barry is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Um, Jacob, you know, I'm sure you've heard it from everybody you've talked to in this process. When when people talk about you, they say, man, that guy has a hell of a bat. I, I, I don't know where he is position-wise, though. Like, I don't know where he's going to fit. And there are people that will say, you know, you're a positionless prospect. And I'm sure that bothers you a great deal when you hear that. What What is your response to the questions that exist about you, your glove, and, and where you play at the major league level? I can play anywhere at the major league level. I'm not really worried about what anybody has to say on that. I know I'm going to be a good defender in a few years in the big leagues. I mean, they can say all they want now, but in a few years they'll be like, oh, yeah, remember when we <laughs> said he wasn't any good? It's just, I mean, this makes working towards the goal a little bit easier when somebody's kind of rooting against you. But, um, I mean, I don't really listen to him too much. So, I mean, that's, I guess, the good thing and the good thing about me. Does playing third specifically, is that something that, that you, you want to strive for? Or are you the type that says, no, dude, I'll go be the best defensive first baseman that ever existed? And I, I think that's pretty helpful. Yeah, I mean, I, I can play any position, but I, I view myself as a third baseman in the big league someday. I mean, I started playing good defense towards the end of the year when I started playing more and more. And, I mean, I just see myself getting better each day I go out there. And that's at third base, first base, second base, maybe even the outfield. Just whatever the organization puts me on, I'm going to be the best player and I can be at that position and, and obviously hit the way I do. Right. So, yeah, that's the obvious part. The obvious part yeah. is the hitting. Um, I, I'm going to ask the dumbest question you'll probably hear in your life, which is how? How did, This is the hardest. Tony Gwynn said it's the hardest thing in the world. Ed Williams said it's the hardest thing in the world to do, to hit a baseball. How is it that it is so easy for you to be so insanely productive as a hitter? <laughs> He's not wrong. I mean, it is the hardest thing to do in any sports, in my opinion. I mean, the thing I, I try to do, I don't really try to chase hits. That's the biggest thing I do as a hitter. I try to chase barrels. I feel if I barrel the ball, I mean, I can't be mad. Even if I line out or I sure. hit a deep pop fly, if I, if I put a good swing on it and I believe it's a good swing, I'm, I'm happy with those results. And, and to be honest, kind of the results just follow that. If, I'm, if I get away from it and chase hits, that's when I usually get in trouble. But for the most part, the last few years, I've just really bought into barreling the baseball and, and chasing barrels and and um, that's just what I do. And, I mean, that seems to be working out pretty well for me. What, what gives you the confidence that, that's not, that there's no reason to think that won't translate to the next level? Like, what, what is it uniquely about your approach that you say, I don't care who the guy is that's standing on the other side of me. I'm going to be able to hit against them because of this. My approach is really simple, but, I mean, I don't know if that's really, I mean, that's a big part of my success. My approach is really simple. I just, I'm chasing barrels, like I just said, but. I mean, I just believe I outwork everybody. I think that's the reason I'm going to be successful at the next level. I mean, I've played with a lot of great players, and, I mean, I just seem to outwork everybody, and that's just who I am as a person, and that's who I'm going to be moving forward. It doesn't matter how talented you are. I'm just going to outwork you and, and, and just be the best player I am. He is Jacob Barry from LSU. He's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Jacob, why should the Orioles be taking you number one overall? That's a great question, but that's not for my decision to meet. Whatever organization picks me, I'm going to be happy to go to. But, I mean, it would be pretty damn cool to be wearing some orange and 
and black here pretty what, soon. What would it mean? What would one one mean? To, to your point, I get like wherever you end up, you got the opportunity. Not every great player in baseball history was selected one one. Like a lot of them were selected later than even the first round. But <laughs> what would it mean to you for it to be one one? I mean, that'd be one of the coolest things, and I mean, a moment I'd never forget in the rest of my life. I mean, there's only one player picked first overall every year and i mean mm-hmm. that's something really special to take forward and i mean i'll, I'll be <laughs> i'm like i said i'm just going to be happy wherever i get picked but that's that just means something a little bit different too if you're picked one one you you know there is still the pressure that comes with that right and the moment that you arrive as a one one pick the expectation is that you're you know ken griffey jr that you're one of the greatest players ever just because you were taken at that pick what how are you prepared to handle that type of pressure? Uh, I think my one of my coaches at the University of Arizona actually told me this is um, there's not really any, there's not really a thing called pressure. It's called an opportunity. I mean, you can be in a situation that you feel there's pressure, but really it's just another great opportunity. I mean, I'm going to be I, I view myself as becoming a great baseball player here within the next few years and for a long time in the major leagues. And, I mean, I'm just looking forward to that opportunity. I mean, you can't have pressure if there's, I mean, if you don't have the opportunity, right? So that's what I believe in, and that's where I'm going to kind of go with that. I like the sounds of that. I like the sounds of it. You, you know, there's a unique opportunity with the Orioles, right? Because this is a franchise that's sort of been in this rebuild mode and now appears to be moving into this time of contention of late, is there anything about that that's uniquely interesting to you that there's a possibility of you walking in kind of as that guy and being someone who can quickly ascend and quickly be part of something special here? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the great ball club. I mean, they've, they've had some great draft picks last year, and now you see them kind of in the big leagues just now emerging. And I mean, obviously they're going to be in contention here within the next few years. And I mean, whoever gets picked up by them, will be in, in uh, be a big part of their team and, a, and one of the main players and main leaders on their team. And I mean, that'd be something that would just be in its own league of its own, in my opinion. I mean, it would be pretty cool. Did you get to know Ben McDonald at all by chance over the last year, like while you were at LSU? I did a little bit. He was awesome, man. We talked about hunting and fishing, and it's cool, man. I love hanging around him. He was an awesome man. He's so great, man. He's such a great dude. Did you ever like have a chat with him about like the one-one thing at all? Like he was somebody that had to go through that pressure, right, and that level of expectation. Is had, did you ever bring that up with him at all? Uh, no, I didn't. I was more focused on what I had to do that day. I get it. That I get it. Then, but yeah, I mean, we just chit-chatted and kind of. Just had a good time, and he was—he was an awesome man. I mean, I'm sure if I were to talk to him again or call him up, he'd probably talk to me about all that. But I mean, I was just kind of having a good time with him, just oh, getting dude, to know him. He's the—I be- mean, I could sit and just listen to him to talk about. Anytime he comes on the show, I'm—I I, twenty minutes later, I'm like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> it's just the way it goes. He's a great dude. All right, so what else do we need to know about you, Jacob Barry? Give me the, give me the rundown on you. Give me a you know maybe a moment away from baseball. What does it look like in your life? What are you all about? Yeah, I mean, I love baseball. I mean, I live, breathe, and die. It seems like every morning I'm going up to get a workout. I mean, I did it this morning. I got up at 5 a.m. to go work out and then go ahead and take ground balls. And then, I mean, just getting back into the workout thing, man, it's just it's been nice to have an off season in a couple of weeks to relax, but it's not me. I like to I like to be doing something all the time, and, and baseball feels that, feels that void. But, I mean, 
off the baseball field, like I like I just said with Ben McDonald, I love to hunt and fish. I mean, that's cool. I'll go hunt and fish. I'll I'll get up and drive somewhere at four o'clock in the morning just to go fish for a couple hours. Wow! And wow! Then, okay, so but, can can you do all of it? Can you clean it? Can you grill? Like, are you are you yeah. completely? Wow! Wait, how how um how old were you when you started fishing? Oh, my dad's had me fishing on a little lake in or northern Arizona and Utah, not so little, but it's called Lake Powell. And I mean, I've been fishing on there since I was three and four years old. That's I mean, cool. He used to take me out, throw a life jacket on me, and 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 give me a pull and start and told me to start casting and reeling and that's awesome and everything that came along with that. So I mean, I love it, and that's something I want to do. That's I'm gonna do for a long time, even after baseball's done. But that's one of my true loves too. There. Are Are you the same way when you go hunting? Like, can you can you gut can you clean and, and grill it all up yourself? Yeah, I mean, we cook quite a bit of meat in my house, and when I'm on the road, so I, I got to learn how to cut or. Cut it out and clean it out pretty good. So I guess that's a good thing, kind of being raised by a guy who likes to hunt and fish. Hey, bro. I mean, like, I mean, first of all, it looks like you're about to make enough money that you won't have to do any of these things yourself. You could have somebody else do them for you. <laughs> but it's a pretty remarkable skill to have that you could be that self-sustaining, no matter your circumstances. That's really cool. That's 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 a remarkable <laughs> thing to be able to do. I, it, can I can I go back for a second? When I was listening to you talk about you know how much you love baseball and getting after it. Does it drive you like? Is there a chip on your shoulder when when you know you say you try to block it all out? But did, did, are you looking forward to trying to shove it up? You know, people's you know what's the way that they talk about you defensively? Like, is that something that you, that you say I am hell bent? I am. I, I this matters to me that I can give these guys the middle finger in a few years and say you didn't think I could defend. Oh, I mean that's always a thought in my mind, but um, <laughs> I mean that's just certain players have certain motivations on what drives them as players, and I think that's just something that I've done. I mean, you can say I've achieved something, but in my opinion, I haven't really achieved anything and I haven't accomplished anything yet. My goal as a kid is always playing the big leagues for a long time, and that's what I'm going to be satisfied when I play in the big leagues for a long time. And and um, and, that, and to be a good ball, uh, ball player in the big leagues, you have to be able to do every part of the game. And No doubt. I mean, everybody says that's part of my weakness, but I disagree in my opinion. I think I'm just a good defender as a lot of players. I mean, just haven't played that many games there, so yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit, little bit excited about that. But um, <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of what drives me as well, and that's something that just keeps me on my edge a little bit, and it keeps a, and keeps a little bit on, keeps me going. All right, I love it, man. I love it. everybody's got something that's got to drive. That's cool. That's really cool to hear, Jake. It was great to get to know you, man. Um, I, am I right to, to assume that you're the only human being on the planet that has somehow avoided being on Twitter? <laughs> You're correct. I, I got rid you. of it. Uh, Good for you, bro. At it LSU, is. and I didn't really have it too much at Arizona, so I was like, what's the point of having it here? So I it's, try to stay off it. I mean, I don't even, I'm not even on Instagram too much anymore, so that's the good thing about me. I, I like simple. I mean, I like baseball and hunting and fishing. I try to stay off all the distractions. Well, I, we will point out that if you want to follow Jacob on Instagram, it's at Jacob underscore Barry under 20 underscore 21. That's the account where you can follow him. Um, dude, you know, if it's Baltimore, we can't wait, man. We can't wait to get to know you and welcome you here. And, and we'll be ch- chatting with you a lot over the years. If it's somewhere else, uh, we wish you well. We just understand, like, if it ends up... You're not going to fall that far. But if it were like Boston or New York, like just understand, we don't mean any of the things we say about you. All right, like it's not personal. Okay. <laughs> hey, Jacob, thank you so. Good. Thank you for taking the time for us. This was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's Jacob Barry from LSU, who is a hell of a hitter.
And, you know, he says he can play third base at the major league level. Of course, what's he going to say, right? That opinion is not shared by all. We'll talk to Jim Callis about it here in just a second. But if he could, that bat, that bat is remarkable. That is, that is a bat you'd like to have for a few years. All right, hour number one of today's show in the books. It's been brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. 61 self-service kiosks, and they're open 24-7. So even if you're like me and you want to bet Wimbledon, you can come in bright and early every day and get your bets in during the fortnight and for the finals next weekend. UFC 276 is coming up this Saturday night. You want to reserve your spot right now for Israel Adesanya and Jared Cannonier. Some other big fights on the card. Max Holloway. You can do that right now. Email events at sportssocialmd.com. That's events at sportssocialmd.com. They're expecting big crowds. Big fight nights always bring out big crowds. Combine that with the fact that this is a holiday weekend. They're expecting big crowds. So if you want your own table, you want you and your friends to be able to have a section of uh, reserved seats, those reclining chairs to watch the fights for free, and maybe come out on top because you make some money betting, then email events at sportssocialmd.com. That's events at sportssocialmd.com to be in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel on Saturday night for UFC 276. I don't know if we've even had a conversation with this man during draft season. One of our favorites, of course, MLB.com, MLB Pipeline, MLB Network. He is Jim Callis, and he's with us here on GCR. Jim, I apologize. We're training. We've got uh, Carson's running the board for the first time today. I apologize for that. Thank you, as always, taking the time for us, my friend. How are you? Uh, doing good. Doing good. Um, this is gonna. I'm going away for a couple weeks, so this is my last chance to talk draft. And I'm okay. Jim. I have no idea what the Baltimore Orioles are going to do with the number one overall pick. I know at one point you were leaning Jackson Holiday. Where are you at this point with what you think the Orioles might do? Um, I, I'm with you. I don't think anybody knows. Um, you know, I think, and I don't disagree with what they're doing. I mean, it, it, it's not in the Orioles' best interest to really let you know show their hand. And I ran into Michael Elias at the draft combine. He, you know, said they're looking at five guys. They're going to continue to look at five guys. He declined to name the five guys. Understand? I almost had him. I, I asked him. I said, "How many high school guys in there?" And he began to answer. He said, no, no, I'm not going to tell you. And I was like, okay, I get it. Um, I actually switched up in my last mock, and I went, um, uh, I went, um, I went with Termar Johnson at, at, at number one. Um, again, I don't think anybody knows, you know, that has any degree of certainty who's going one one. But but the the reason I kind of went along those lines are one, I, I've heard, and again, I mean, it's not like this is etched in stone that I think they would prefer an infielder to an outfielder mm-hmm. if it came down to it. You know, they took outfielders with their last two picks in the top five with, with Heston Kerstad and Colton Kowser. Um I don't think they're looking to do, like, a discount where you're sacrificing talent, you know, like they did with Kerstad and, and Kowser. Not that they aren't good players, but, but they, you know, you, you were taking them in part because you were going to save a lot of money at two with Kerstad and five with Kowser. 
um, more so than like you thought, you know, Heston Kerstad was flat out the second best player in the draft. I mean, like it's obvious that's what they were doing. And I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to take a legitimate guy who belongs at 1-1. But with, with Termar Johnson, of, of the guys we believe they're looking at, which is, you know, the top four high school players in the draft, Drew Jones, Jackson Holiday, Elijah Green, Termar Johnson, and then maybe Brooks Lee from Cal Poly uh, as the lone college guy, Termar Johnson might last the longest in the draft, so you'd probably get the biggest discount with him mm-hmm. without sacrificing talent, if that makes sense. So I don't... It, it, it's weird. I, I, I had this in my mock draft last week, and, and Orioles fans reacted very violently on Twitter. They, well, they, they were, they were yeah. very unhappy. It, it, because everybody has convinced themselves that Drew Jones is, you know, Ken Griffey Jr., and so you have to go get that guy. But I, the more I talk to people the more I get the kind of the similar response that there's talent-wise just not that significant of a difference between whether it's Drew Jones or whoever and, and say, number six in this draft, that there's just not that much a separation. There, there is and there isn't. I mean, he's not Adley Rutschman or Steven Strasburg or Bryce Harper. Drew Jones isn't. I do think he's a consensus best player in the draft. It's just it's not like there's this, this gulf between him and everybody else. So I, I do think he is. It, it's... And again, I, I'm just making up numbers here, so don't hold me to these numbers. Right. I don't have signability. But that first pick is worth $8.8 million. And I think with Drew Jones, might cost you 8.1, and Jackson Holiday might cost you 7.5, and, and Termon Johnson might cost you more like 6.5. But like, like it's weird. Like, and I, I think because I presented this in my mock, everybody, like all the Orioles fans who looked at my mock, focused on the discount aspect, like, oh, they're doing this again and they're sacrificing talent. And Termar Johnson is probably has the best pure hitting ability of anybody in this draft. And I think he's going to be at least a 20 home run guy, and he might be more because he's, he's, he's a ridiculously good hitter, maybe the best high school hitter in the last two decades or so. And yeah, I mean, he's, he's a second baseman. He's not a shortstop. He's, he's you know, not real big. He's, he's kind of, you know, he's not... He's not a bad athlete by any means, but he's kind of stout. You know, he's not your your typical lean, rangy middle infielder. Um, and you know, if you're looking for a kind of style of play comparison to him, he might be like a a shorter Robinson Cano, and 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 that would be a really good pick. Like like if you were just picking purely based on talent, I think you'd take Drew Jones. But if you could take Termar Johnson, who has a higher floor, you know, and a high ceiling, but a lower ceiling than Jones. And, and you know maybe save an extra million and a half dollars, and then spend that money wisely. I think you can make a case for that. I, I in fact had it described to me recently by someone as it would almost be silly not to. And that's I, it's difficult, Jim, because what you heard from Orioles fans, you, we'll use these terms a lot. Don't get cute, right? Just get yeah, that, no, that's fair. Get that player. I, I guess the question will become is. Is one of these guys someone that there is a chance you really would regret? If you went the other way and said, let's prioritize saving money and adding more talent, is there one of these guys you look at and say, boy, I don't know, you might really think about this for the next 15 years if you don't draft that player? No, I mean, like I said, I mean, I agree, don't get cute. Like, you know, if you're going to put me on the witness stand and say, would you have taken Heston Kerstad at two? Right. I would not have taken Heston Kerstad at two. And, and, and I like Heston Kerstad. And I would not have taken Colton Kowser at five. And I like Colton Kowser. And we've talked about on the show before. The guys that they targeted to get with the money they saved didn't get to their next pick. Um, and, it, and so their plans kind of blew up a little bit. Um, 
And that's the other half of the equation is, you know, you can't guarantee last year when you want Judd Fabian in the second round, you can't guarantee that Judd Fabian gets to you in the second round. You know, and then they took a, 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 a you know, slightly under slot guy and Connor Norby there and, and, you know, kind of sprinkled the money around, but they, but they didn't go big. But, no, I, like I said, it's, I, I think this is different because if somebody told you, like, if you just, we, we just talked description and no names and, and all that, and I said, you could get the best hitter in the draft mm-hmm. you know, in terms of pure hitting ability, mm-hmm. and he's going to play up the middle. It's going to be second base, but he's going to play up the middle, and he's going to be at least a 20-home run guy. That's a really good player. Um, but I think people get hung up with, hey, they're picking one. If they don't take and, – and again, going back to the original question, I, I don't have – I'm not saying, oh, there's a 90% chance they're taking Termar Johnson. It's just if you made me guess today, I'm going to guess Termar Johnson. I, I know Johnson Mayo has a mock draft coming out for us, I think, tonight or tomorrow. And, um, and he, I think he's going Drew Jones at number one. Okay. Um, but so, like, nobody knows. A- anybody who's doing a mock who tells you that they have certainty about what the Orioles are doing, they, they have no idea. But, like, this isn't a case where you're taking – and I like Jacob Berry. Of LSU, you know, like there were rumors early on in the process that maybe they'd cut a deal with him, and like if you're taking Jacob Berry, who I, I think is probably the best combination of hit, power, plate discipline on the college side, but maybe an outfielder, good chance may, he might be a first baseman. Some would say DH. You know, like you, like you're putting all your eggs in in, in the basket that he's really going to hit. Um, like that, I would say, okay, well, you're, that's kind of a stretch there. Um, but like, if you took, if you gave me, and you know, I'm not putting this guy, you know, in the Hall of Fame, but the comp I got from a scout on Termar Johnson is combination of uh, Wade Boggs' plate discipline with Vladimir Guerrero Sr.'s plate coverage. Jesus, and I'm I'm telling you that like right. kind of from a style of play, he resembles Robinson Cano. I mean, come on, that come would be a pretty good pick to get at one, bro. It's, come on! <laughs> well, no, we're not putting him in the Hall of Fame. But know, he was just—he he was. Uh, I'm telling you, and again, I'm not saying this. Like, like nobody's can't miss. Right. But Termar Johnson is probably the best hitter to come out. Of, I, I'll put it this way: like when we talked about Adley Rutschman, that was three years ago. It's mm-hmm. like Adley Rutschman's the best catching prospect, you know, since when to come out of the draft, and it was probably you know Buster Posey or, or whoever. You know, and, and, and when I did, I researched it was. You know, he's probably the best catching prospect since I've been covering it. You know, to come out of the draft, I can't give you. Termar Johnson is the best high school hitter, pure hitter since X, because I can't come up with a guy who's better than him. I mean, he's. I, and I, I mean, I'm again. I'm not trying to put this guy in Cooperstown, but he's that good of a hitter. It, it, it's a really, really good bat. And yeah, he's not a shortstop. And yeah, he's probably not going to be a 30 home run guy. And yeah, you know, he's not. You know, six two. 190, but he can really, really hit. And there aren't a whole lot of guys who, who can really, really hit in today's big leagues. So, again, I'm not saying I would take Tremar one. I, I would take Drew Jones. Mm-hmm. I don't have to figure out what I'm paying guys. But Tremar Johnson's really good. So if the Orioles do take him, it shouldn't be viewed as, oh, geez, they pushed this guy way up the list. He doesn't belong there. Tremar Johnson's a legitimate number one overall candidate. He probably costs you less 
than any of the legitimate number one overall candidates. You're and, saying, you're and saying, to be honest, you're saying you keep know, the pitchforks in, in yeah, the garage. Yeah, put them away. Yeah, right. I will say, last thing, I don't give you the longest answer in, in recorded history. <laughs> you asked me, is there anybody they'd regret? I really do like Brooks Lee. Uh, yeah, huh. at Cal Poly. But Brooks Lee probably winds up at second base, too, in the long run. I don't think he's a lock for a shortstop. And he's got more track record because he's done it in college. But, like, that's kind of apples to apples. And, you know, I think they cost roughly the same. And if that's the case, I would take Termar over Brooks Lee. Let me let me go back for a second. He is, by the way, he is Jim Callis. He's with <laughs> us here Glenn Clark. Right? Ever on it's, your show. it's quite fine. It's quite fine. I interjected, too. Um I remember talking about this with you. We just, it's, it's interesting you brought up Jacob Berry. He was just on the program a couple seconds ago. Um, he thinks that he can play third base, but what's he going to say when I ask him well, that no, question? I agree. Of course, he, right? He, like, he, he might. I mean, I get asked that question a lot, too, and I ask that question a lot. I, I'd, say there's, I'd say it's unlikely he plays third base. I don't see why he couldn't be a decent corner outfielder. Okay, so but, but you want him to say what he said. Right, of course. Oh, obviously. Hard and, yeah, no, you know, no it's doubt. not just about the bat. And, right. you know, he, he takes pride in his defense, et cetera, et cetera. So let me go here. I, I remember asking you the same question about Andrew Vaughn. We always kind of say you, you can't get a positionless bat when you have a pick this high. But what kind of bat are we really talking about? Because, like, if we were talking about Jeff Bagwell's bat or Frank Thomas's bat, then you sure as hell can take that this high in the draft. What kind of bat are we talking about with Jacob you know, Berry? It's funny you bring up Andrew Vaughn because the comp I got on him in the past was a switch-hitting version of Andrew Vaughn. And I actually think – I get scouts who disagree with me. I actually think he's like a switch-hitting, slightly more athletic version of Andrew Vaughn who isn't real athletic and who the White Sox have bounced around the outfield some out of, out of need, mm-hmm. you know, that's just what they've done. And then I get guys like, oh, I'm not sure he's a better athlete than Andrew Vaughn, but but he's comparable. I mean, I think he's a switching Andrew Vaughn, and it's funny. I'm here in Chicago. Andrew Vaughn, you know, not many minor league at-bats because of the pandemic, brought to the big leagues last year, kind of, I guess I'll say jerked around a little bit by Tony LaRusso in and out of the lineup early, playing positions he hadn't really played before. And, and, and fans are like, this is the number three pick. The guy just hit 235 with 15 homers. What's going on? And, and, and this year, He's been really, really good, yep. um, and, and I, I think I think you're looking at a similar player to Andrew Vaughn. Like, like I said, I, I think he's a switch hitting Andrew Vaughn, and, and I I think he's got a better chance to play a decent outfield than Andrew Vaughn. Okay. Um, some scouts would disagree with me, um, but again, like like you just said, if if I have Jacob Berry. And and I'll go conservative here because we don't want to put everybody in the Hall of Fame. But let's say I've got Jacob Berry, and I'm telling you he's going to hit 280 with 25 homers and draw 75 walks a year. Well, I mean, if that's my first baseman or DH, that's still a really good player. That's so, pretty good. That's um, pretty good. Yeah, I, I agree. I, it's weird. Like, he gets knocked a little bit, I think, in the draft media circles you know, because of what he can't do. And I get that he's not, you know, the most athletic and, you know, he's really not pretty at third base. But, again, you know, regardless of position, you know, most years if you could get, you know, I'd be happy if I were a team, if you said you could have, you, you identify who's the best combination of hit, power, play discipline in college, and you can have that guy. I'd be happy with that most years. I'd be, I would be too. I would. Be. I mean, again, I, I, the Orioles are in a tough spot because it seems like their biggest needs are still in the middle infield, right? Like, but... But I don't know. I you, mean, you take the best player. I mean, you, I mean, again, there is a money component. Um, like I said, I, I understand wanting to 
make the best use of your resources. The flip side is you cannot guarantee who gets to you with your second pick. Now, I will now contradict myself again with saying this year's a really interesting draft because there are so many pitchers, I keep losing count if it's 8 or 9 or 10, who are potential first-round picks who either had Tommy John surgery or missed part of the season with a physical issue who... Most of those guys are not going to go in the first round. So with your second pick, you know, teams, and I believe the Orioles have a sandwich pick too, don't they pick yes, like 33? they do. They, do. Yep. they pick 33 and then I think 42. And with those picks, I'm not saying they're going to do this with, with, with necessarily with either or both picks, but with both of those picks, you are going to have pitchers who, had they been completely healthy this year, would have been, you know, not, not got anywhere close to those picks. So... I do think this year, you know, and, and look, the track record of Tommy John, you know, guys coming back is pretty good, and some of these guys are back on the mound a little bit already. Like, you're going to, you might be able to pick, well, I shouldn't say, I think you definitely will have guys at pick 33 and 42 who would have been first round picks for sure if they hadn't been hurt. And so you're in position to get some of the, you know, and, and you know, the, the, the best case scenario is that you, you look up and, and three or four years down the road, you know, it's Lucas Giuliotto or, or Walker Bueller, both of whom had Tommy John before they threw their first pro pitch. Um, and so you might get a tremendous value. You, you might get a tremendous discount on talent with those picks. So I, I get the understanding of, of wanting to save money and, you know, it's tough. I mean, I mean, so who would you pick? Like if I told you, you could have <laughs> best play, player in the draft, Drew Jones, or you could have, say, Termar Johnson yep. and save a million and a half dollars that you can then reallocate elsewhere. Now, again, we don't know if, if you or I or Michael Elias is going to allocate that wisely yep. when we look back 10 years. Like, which would you do? Well, I, and I, and I your can, point, and by the way, Jim, what makes your point even stronger is that, as I say, where their biggest need is the middle infield. Well, their real biggest need is pitching. Like, that's overwhelming where their biggest need is. So it's a very compelling argument for that. Um, I, I've... I am I'm I'm inclined, Jim, to be the guy that says, just tell me who the best player is and go get the best well, player. And I would be too, but, but right. I will admit, like if it be, we we should get my call Michael Eyes up right now. And we can have this yeah. discussion. It's easy for you and me to of say course. that because we're not running a team and we're not you know spending the money. And it's easy to, to make that statement. I I do think to be fair, it's. It's tougher when you're looking at, okay, I can have Drew Jones, but then we project it's going to be this guy. But, hey, if we took Termar Johnson, who's got you know, a lot of going for him, and then we can upgrade to this guy, you know, it's kind of like you're making trades, except you don't really know for sure who's going to get there until you pick. It's, it, it, it's tough. And, and like I said, I thought they got, you know, I, I'll say it. I mean, I understand what they were doing, I, and I don't think either player was, was bad. I mean, I think they were both legitimate picks. I would not have taken Heston Kerstad at two, and I would not have taken Colton Kowser at five, but I would be on board with the with the notion of taking Termar Johnson at one. I, in, the, in the vacuum, just like you said, mm-hmm. I would take Drew Jones if you're asking me. You have any player? I would take Drew Jones one one. But you know, if I'm in the room making this decision, you know, Mike has not called me up and asked me to be part of the decision. But but if he did, <laughs> me either. Uh, yeah, what do you think? Like, uh, um, but if he did, I'd be like, I could get on board with both of them. You know, like, you, you know, a lot of it would be kind of gaming who you think is going to be there. But this year, I feel pretty good. Like, you know, maybe I get Peyton Paulette. You know, maybe I get Landon Sims. You know, uh, maybe I, I don't know what to make of Kumar Rocker until he sees medicals. But there's there's a lot of guys in that boat. Maybe I get Carson Wisnett. Um Those guys would all be really intriguing to me. It, it picks, you know. 
33 and 42. Well, and, and this goes back to the other side of this is, like, it's easy to, for me to say, just go sign your pitcher this offseason. Just go address pitching that way. But he might know that's not an option. Like, Well, it, you know, the thing that's tough, too, about that is, and I know you're not saying this, but, like, back in the day, you used to rankle me, you know, baseball prospectus had there's no such thing as a pitching prospect, which isn't really true because a lot of the best pitchers in, in, in the major leagues were, were high picks or international guys or whatever. But the problem is, it's so much more. I mean, yeah, you might have to, you know, take pitchers, and they're all there's attrition, and you, you could spend a lot of money on pitchers, and they aren't all going to pan out. But that's a lot cheaper than going out and trying to sign guys on the free agent market. Um, you know, and that's even if you can get the guys you want in the free agent market, because there's other teams, you know, bidding for them too. You know, it's it's a lot cheaper. You know, Garrett Cole for a long time held the bonus record, <laughs> but that was eight million dollars, and that was a lot cheaper than what the Yankees want to pay him as a free agent. Uh, that's a fact. That's a complete so that, that's fact. That's the tricky part. Yep. Like you, yep. you can't. Like well, you know, I'll even give you another point. Like the Cubs, I don't think anybody doubts that Theo Epstein's heading to the Hall of Fame with what he did with the Red Sox and the Cubs. And when they were the Cubs, you know, they were drafting based. You know, when they had all these top ten picks, you know, most years they were taking the best college bat available. They they took Albert Almora one year, um, but they took they took the best college bat available, and everybody's like, oh, look at the smart Cubs. They built this great lineup. Blah blah blah. Well. The, you know the the dynasty that that, that I'm in. I thought they were going to win multiple World Series and and, and be stoked for years because they had all this young hitting talent. They never got any good pitching, um, and the, every year they got a little worse. Um, and and now their team's in a shambles. You know, rebuilding again. So you, it, it's tricky because you don't want to. Yes, it's risky drafting pitchers with high picks and drafting high school pitchers and and what have you. But it's also a lot cheaper to get the guys that way. And if you don't take him in the draft, like good, you know, good luck trading for these guys. You know, I mean, it's yeah. you know, once they become, you know, they yep. have success in the minors and they get established as top pitching prospects. Yep. You know, and they're under control for six years in the big leagues. They're 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 very hard to trade for. And, and just like if you become an ace, then it's a lot of prospects or a free agent. You know, we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. So you know, yes, there is risk, but the whole notion. That, that some people have of like, oh, you can't take pitching high because it's too risky. Well, then you're just never going to have pitching unless you just are the luckiest man in the world. I, boy, I, that's a very, it's a very scary thought because we're worried. In the, I mean, we're hoping that Grayson's going to be fine and jump. You know, like we, if, if it makes right, you feel better, right. when you look at the Astros rebuild, like a lot of their pitchers, like they didn't, they weren't loaded with pitching prospects either, um, and. They did a great job of bringing guys in from the outside who got better, you know, like Charlie Morton. But they had and to, then they they had had to some... go heavy for Justin Verlander, too. Yeah, well, no, I was like... going to say they, they, had, they had the prospect talent. They went out and traded for yeah. Verlander yeah. and Cole and Zach Greinke. Yep. Um, you know, and, and they made, you know, Morton was kind of that sneaky, good free agent move. But it was, like, it's not like when they signed him, it was like, oh, difference maker. You know, they're going to win a World Series because of Charlie Morton. You know, I think the only guy they really drafted and signed that they hit kind of big on and he's hurt all the time is, is Lance McCullers. That's a great point. God, that's so, a great point. I, I, don't, don't get down about the lack of pitching. Pitching's hard to find, but but they did it before. And if you keep building up the farm system, then eventually you, you the can assets. go you know, trade yeah. for... You know, yeah. they're, they're not in a position where I think you want to trade for, say, Luis Castillo today because no. they're not ready to contend, really. No. But, you know, I, I think they're going to have prospect depth to be able to trade for some guys, too. All right, let's get the plugs in. At Jim Callis MLB, of course, on Twitter, what specifically should be looking out for on MLB Pipeline and at MLB.com? This might be our, our craziest time of the year. Yeah. So we, we, the draft is coming. The draft is... 
17 days away, I believe, uh, yes. as we're talking right yes. now. And we just put out a, a new draft top two. We expanded and revised our, our draft rankings and, and scouting reports. That just went up live on our site. I mentioned Jonathan May will have a new mock draft tomorrow. We'll have, we, we have a mock draft every week. And, oh, by the way, we're covering the minor leagues. The Futures game is coming. That roster announcement will be out sometime next week. I've lost track when because of the draft. Um, <laughs> so we're basically doing 8 million different things, it feels like, right now, because that's just the way baseball well, and, is right and now. And still making time for everybody to do interviews, and that means a lot to me, Jim Callis. Well, you guys always, always ask great questions. So oh, oh wait wait until we try to bug you the morning after the draft, by the way, and you get that phone call. Well, wait see, that's not going to work because I have to do day two of the draft for like oh, six Oh, that's right. You guys straight. have coverage. Yeah, that's a so good you'll, point. So you will not right. be able to reach right. me. We'll bug my phone else. will be off. <laughs> don't blame me for that. Jim, always appreciate you, sir. Thank you for taking the time for yeah, us. Yeah, this we'll was fun. Thanks a lot. Jim Callis, uh, who's always been good to us. I appreciate him taking the time. We're, we, we're going to have to just keep moving right along, unfortunately. We'll get to the commercials another day. Play them then. Today's show also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, sporty performance, and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. I am. This is the final show we're doing before the MLB draft. I. What will the Orioles do? You ask. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. Boy, Jim is really selling me on Tamar Johnson, isn't he? Jesus. Ah, oh, yeah, he's just this amalgamation of Wade Boggs, Vladimir Guerrero, and Robinson Cano. Okay. I guess. I guess that'll work. Jesus. Jesus. He's set, trying to sell me high on the idea of Tamar Johnson being worthy of the number one overall pick in the MLB draft. Whew. I get it. You got to find pitching somewhere. This organization has to find pitching. They don't have enough. They just don't. They don't have enough pitching. So they got to find it. It's got to come from somewhere. Whether that's coming from making these trades, eventually spending money, I, okay. But in their mind, if they say the best way for us to find pitching is for us to save some money, get a really good player at number one overall, and then take a pitcher next. I don't know if I can argue with it. All right. Um, pretty unique event coming up. Here in just a couple of weeks out in Las Vegas. Uh, it's the brainchild of Tracy McGrady. It's the Ones Basketball League. And there's $250,000 at stake for a basketball player. And one of the guys who's going to be competing for that money is a native of Baltimore. He is Parkville's own Mr. Terry Hosley. And he's with us now here on GCR. Terry, it's Glenn. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for me. Hey, good morning, man. Uh, uh, pleasure, man. Uh, pleasure to be here, man. Appreciate it. It's you. great to chat with you, dude. Can you just sort of take me through when you heard about this event, uh, how quickly you knew I can do this, this is meant for me, and how, like, amped up you are to be getting an opportunity like this at this point in your basketball life? Oh, man. Um, well, uh, you know, everybody knows me. They know I, I – I own my own one-on-one league called the Free Smoke Tour. So, um, 
I guess when they figured out they was coming to this area, they came to the DMV area for one of the regions. Um, one of his assistants uh, called me, Samantha, a uh, great woman. She's a hard worker. You know, um, she keeps all the players together, you know, keep us in line. So shout out to Samantha. But um, she called me, you know, she expressed, like, you know, what was going on, what was taking place. And um, the first, first thing I asked was about the rules. And when she told me the rules, I was like, you know, yeah, I can win this. You so, know, so what did you need to know um, about the rules, Terry? Like, what was um, it? Because I asked, I asked, was it a size like bracket? You know, like, you know, like I, I can end up. I'm, I'm six feet, six one, one seventy five pounds. Yeah, I can end up playing somebody that's like six seven, two hundred fifty pounds. Mm, that's, so that's tough. What I asked, is that would that be a situation? She said, well, unfortunately. Yeah, it's no size bracket. <laughs> so then I said, okay, so what's the rules? So when they told me the rules, it's not make it, take it, it's ones and twos, you know, unlimited dribbles, a shot clock, and all that thing. So I said, okay, yeah, I can win this. Yeah, I felt super confident right away since I heard the rules. So, so, did, so did, um, you, did you know anybody else who was participating? Did you have a sense of, like... Um, I, know, I know White Chocolate. Uh, yeah. Randy from uh, Montgomery County. Yeah, I know SpongeBob. He's a, both of them great friends of mine. SpongeBob is from Southeast DC. I know Uncle Scoob. That's like one of my one-on-one rivals. Um, he's from PG County, and I know uh, Sam McConnell. He played on my um, on the pro team that we played on together for the DMV Warriors. Okay. Other than that, I didn't know anybody else. So, so this wasn't a. I needed to find out who else was participating, then I can make a decision. You just knew based. Oh on no, no, yeah, that that, okay. did, that didn't matter. That, that didn't matter regardless. You know, <laughs> you're, you're like what a, I can do, you know what, you're I, good. what I'm going to do. You're good, man. Yeah. So, what? Give me the idea for for someone. Um, the, the, I love. I think everybody that's played basketball loves the idea of one on one. But at, mm. the, at this highest level, what? How does it work for you? What do you have to be able to do in order to win an event like this? Um, you got to be able to uh, not get tired. You know, uh, before your opponent does. Right, um, and you just gotta have the mental. Like a lot of people think one on one is all about, you know, scoring the basketball and just you know, dribbling and you know just embarrassing your opponent or whatever the case may be. But you gotta have the mental. Like you know, your mental gotta be correct. You gotta be locked in. You know, you gotta like see me. I'm locked in. I'm locked in already. Like so, I see the bigger prize, and I know for a fact that I've been through a lot, and I have an amazing story, and I had. Mm somewhat of a sad story depending on who's listening but i do know out of the other 21 players that's left besides me um you know they've been through things as well they deserve this just as much as i do so you can't walk in thinking well i deserve it so i know it's going to come to me nah you gotta look at it like every single person deserves it just as much as you they're locked in just as much as you so let's see who's actually better on this weekend so Find out more about the One Basketball League and the event. It's coming up out in Vegas on July 15th and 16th. You can go to oblhoops.com. Terry Hosley is with us here on GCR. Terry, what what is I, – I, I don't know your story. What What is your story? What's driving you? Um. Well, you know, I just, I've just been known for one-on-one basketball, you know, just like across the country per se, but more so East Coast. Yep. Um. You know, just like mistakes I made in my life, you know, I, uh, it – um. Disabled me for you know going overseas and you know things like that. Uh, no. So you know I just been I've been stuck in Baltimore City. You know just uh you know building building my legacy and building my my credentials and building my resume just like on the street. 
per se. Um, and you know, my one on one record, I'm 29 and one, and my one on one record, you know, like, yeah, so, <laughs> uh, and by me having a one on one lead, you know, the free smoke tour, a lot of guys come play on the free smoke tour, a lot of guys that's in the OBL going to Vegas, you know, when they see me, they like, oh, yeah, we follow, you know, yeah. If if we smoke to a movement, you know we fans and yada yada yada, and um, you know just my city just being behind me, man. You know they just you know they they recognize me as quote unquote the best best one on one basketball player in our city as far as guard wise. You know that's what most people say. You know of course other people have their opinions, but I'm saying that's what just that's what they just try to announce me as. So you know they they behind me, and a lot of these guys are way younger than me. So you know they just they just here to see me. You know put on the show. I got my family. I got my friends. You know, and I'm just, you know, and I got my city, man. I did, I got myself. And I know what I would be with this change of a lifetime opportunity. Um, so that's what motivates me that's every awesome, day. Man. You know, just, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Just how great I am at one-on-one because I do believe I am great. I do believe I am the greatest one-on-one player that's in the tournament left. Um, but I just got to show it. You just got to be, I just got to be the best, of, the best of my ability that weekend. You know, I can't. Can't slip up at all. So. All right, I want to. I want to just have a fun hypothetical with you. You win. You got the two hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Then Tracy McGrady says, "Double or nothing. You versus me." Me versus T Mac. Yeah. Double or nothing. Like so, if I lose, I walk away with nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll just shake his hand and say, uh, <laughs> "That's okay." <laughs> yeah, I gotta walk out, walk out there with that two fifty. You know what I mean? I, I, bro, I get it. Hey, look, we can put, I, we can put twenty. Look, we can right, put twenty right, up, baby. Right, but, yeah. right, right. You can put that a piece of that. Up. No, I'm, I'm okay. I get I'm okay. that. I get that entirely. I, I'm dude, okay. he's forty three, but like, I still wouldn't be able to doubt him. Like, I just yeah, wouldn't but be. He's six, he's six, he's six nine. Right, so, right. Uh, okay. Like, look, unless, unless we play, and he, and he, he get no dribbles. Like, all his shots got to be. He can't dribble, and then then we can do it. Yeah, okay. And then you can just appear a shooter. Then you take your chances on that. I I totally yeah. I totally understand yeah. it, man. Other What's, than that, I ain't, I ain't fooling with Tracy. <laughs> I'm, I'm really have it. Is there somebody that you have in your life, whether even it's you know just maybe hanging out at the dome or something like that? Is there somebody that you maybe not beat one on one in a game, but just gone up against, scored against? That's like in your in the basketball world meant the most to you. Um, when I, I played Brandon Jennings one on one, okay, that was, uh, that was that you know that was a big moment for me. Just to, um, and that weekend that we played, you know, like I, I actually met him, played played him. I met Kimba Walker, I met DeAndre Jordan, I met uh, uh, Vasquez that went to Maryland. Gravis Vasquez, yeah, yeah. I met him. You know, I met a lot of the Under Armour guys. You know, um, and um, it's just like yeah, this man, just you know, basketball just. You know, have taken me so many places and gave me uh, countless opportunities. You know, I just I try my best to always take advantage of them, and you know, here I am again. So that's awesome, man. Well, we're gonna be rooting like hell for you. I want to remind everybody: it's oblhoops.com to find out more about the finals coming up in Vegas, and you can watch as well. And then Terry, what can we plug for you, man? Social media, anything? Um, like yeah, man. Social media: I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram. It's just my name, Terry Hosley. T E R R Y H O S L E Y. Um, and you can follow the Free Smoke Tour page on Instagram. That's free underscore smoke underscore tour underscore. Very cool. So. 
Terry Hosley, so excited for you, man. Please go go get the job. Bring bring a, bring our city home another championship. All right. Uh, yeah, like, I got to bring the chip back home. That's what we got to do, man. Thank you for taking yes, the time sir. for us. Best of luck. All right. All right, man. Thanks for having me, man. You take care. Terry Hosley joining us as he gets ready to head out to Vegas for the OBL, the One Basketball League Finals, here in a couple of weeks with $250,000 at stake. All right, when we come back in, we're going to do the world's quickest version of Young Utes, Tidbit Tubular. I mean, we're going to fly through it. Probably not, but we're going to do our damnedest. And then we got Weekend at Bookies. It's on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Come in for Glory Burgers, Glory Wings. There's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy our award-winning burgers, ribs, and wings. Or try our fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or our scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for our daily specials every weekday, like $7.99 burgers on Mondays and $6.99 nachos on Thursdays. Dine in and let us serve you or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and take it home. Visit us at glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Are you ready, soccer fans? This summer, the English Premier League returns to Baltimore. Arsenal, Everton, square off in the Charm City match, July 16th, under the lights at M&T Bank Stadium, home of the Baltimore Ravens. This is your only opportunity to take in a Premier League match this summer in the Mid-Atlantic region. Individual and group tickets are on sale at BaltimoreRavens.com. The latest edition of Press Box is available now, and it's our very first Salute to Coaches issue. On the cover, we recognize Ravens coach John Harbaugh ahead of his 15th season. Also inside, find tributes to Navy football coach Ken Niamatololo, UMBC soccer coach Pete Karinji, Maryland soccer coach Sasha Sorovsky, and field hockey coach Missy Maharg, Mount St. Joe basketball coach Pat Clatchy, and poly basketball coach Kendall Peace. We also honor recently retired Johns Hopkins lacrosse coach Janine Tucker and Calvert Hall baseball coach Lou Eckerl, the athletes whose lives these coaches have impacted, offering insights on what makes them special and why they've stood the test of time. Pressbox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Don't forget that full episodes of the show are available for free on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and YouTube. But warning, you get what you pay for. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. Coming up tonight on Facebook Live, Stan the Fan Charles, Gary Stein. We're going to chat with author D.P. Smith the Third. 
his book, The Golden Armed Gentleman, is all about Johnny Unitas. They're going to find out more about uh, what D.P. Smith III has learned about, uh, you know, Baltimore icon. That's tonight, 7 o'clock on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. If you miss it tonight, you can watch it tomorrow, youtube.com slash pressboxonline or pressboxonline.com slash video. (laughs) Young Utes, Carson Weekly. Brings us what's going on in the world of the Utes, brought to you by the print issue of Press Box, available for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms and at the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box. Read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. Our salute to coaches issue with John Harbaugh on the cover. Go get it right now. All right, young Utes, let's do this. So, first thing up, uh, if you're familiar with Despicable Me, uh, there's a new movie, Minions Rise yes. of the Gru, coming yes. out this Friday. My children will probably want me to take them to see it. And it's for, for some reason, it's a big thing. Uh, people are supposedly going to be getting dressed up really nice, like dresses, suits, and things. Like people my age and going to see this movie. It's like a big thing that, that people are talking about. Why? Uh, because it's a big deal? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Um, I don't know. Just kind of I, a just I kind really of a bit. Among, is there like a hashtag like <laughs> no, not really dressed to the nines for the minions it's, or something it's like, like what? A, it's just like it's all over TikTok and it's like a it's bunch of dudes and dudes. And it's like the boys going to see minions this Friday. By the way, I love it in theory. I needed to be known. I told uh, Papa Cass that she. Yeah. Wanted, <laughs> there you go. Oh, I did. I've seen. Yeah. And, then, um, and I have a video that I can. I I told Papa Cass that like she was talking about wanting to. Sure, she was she was talking about wanting to do go to a Bridgerton ball, and I was like, for your last day of your internship, if you if you find me something, we can do a Bridgerton theme. We'll do a, I'll I'll do it because I love I'm all in on the bit, but I just I don't know why it exists. But God bless them, God bless them. Go put your suits on and go see your minions. Number two, quickly, yeah. uh, R. Kelly, the thirty trial. years, good, yeah, thirty years, number three, yesterday, uh, TikTok trend, another one. Uh, balsamic vinegar and soda water taste like Coke, and all the healthy people on TikTok are trying to convince everyone that they're substituting that in for Coke because they taste the same. And I healthy. don't miss Coke, but I'd be willing to try I it. I haven't seen this one. Though. I haven't had a Coke in also about 20 years. Um, that's 17 years, something. No, when did I move to Arizona? I stopped drinking soda when I lived in Arizona. So... 14, 15 years, something like that? I haven't had a soda. I, I, other than ginger ale. I do drink ginger ale uh, from time to time. Um, but I would be willing to try it just to f- to say these people are insane. There's just no way. Yeah, there's, does, there's no. Have chance. you tried it? Have you tried no, it? No, but like okay. these are the people that are like like the you know avocado toast kind of people. Okay, so like they're so the, it, it th- this is a real taste, thing. This it is a doesn't real, taste yeah. like Coke. Th- it's they, just this is what we're telling you is our substitute for Coke. They, this they, is like when oh, somebody tries to tell okay, you that a veggie burger tastes like a burger. No, that's, it doesn't. True. It's fine. It like there are. I had an Impossible Burger. I, Mike Loxley threw a barbecue a few years ago, and they they served Beyond or Impossible or whatever it was, burgers. And he was like, you know, they're not that bad. You should try one. I'm like, all right, I'll try one. And I was like, you know what? It's not – you you're not eating a burger. You know damn well you're not eating a burger. But for what it is, it's fine. And that's what this comes off as to me. It's not actually a soda replacement. Right. But it's something, and for them, it's like it's like when somebody tries to tell you you can just have cauliflower wings instead of wings. Right. Like, yeah, stop. They're not wings. They're cauliflower. Cauliflower is tasty. Buffalo cauliflower is really good. Enjoy them. But stop lying. Stop yeah. trying to say, like, 
well, this is just as good as... No, it's not. It's a different thing. It's fine. It's tasty. Enjoy that. All right. I've gotten old man yells at cloud. Thank you, Carson <laughs> yeah. Weekly. I appreciate I know we had to go quickly. Thank you very much. Yes. We also have to go quickly on Tidbit. Tidbit brought to you by Glory Days Grill. We're going to be there basically every day once we move into Towson. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website. They are giving away a backyard barbecue for you and your friends including Glenn, maybe Griffin, and I guess Carson Weekly. He's got nothing else to do. Uh, Get in right now, glorydaysgrill.com, and put your order in. Glory burgers, glory ribs, glory wings. It's all glorious at Glory Days Grill. All right, Zach Greinke made his 500th career start yesterday. That is the most among active pitchers. Um, so I was going to ask you about you know who else among active pitchers is. Did up we there get him? A, did we send like a fruit basket or what did One. we do? What did we do? It's the appropriate thing for us to do. We should do a better job. Edible as, arrangements. For I us. think we as an organization should do a better job of showing respect. You guys didn't watch. There's sun, always it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I watched you, a little bit of it. I, I don't watch it religiously. But. There's there's this famous episode of them all individually going to dinner at an Italian restaurant, okay. and they all talk about how they need to show their respect to each other mm. by like sending over a bottle of wine or something <laughs> like that. And I think we as an organization <laughs> should do a better job randomly. Like we should find very random accomplishments, really random okay. and we should try to do something to show our respects. To those people achieving those things, exactly. I, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put you in charge, okay. but only because Carson is only here weekly. Yeah. Okay, Carson, <laughs> I want you to do a better job of getting involved in this process. All right, all right? I want okay. you to find random accomplishments and say I think we should do something to recognize. Okay, okay, that all right, yeah, all right, yeah, all right, very good. I got it. Quick, um, quick. Okay, yeah. So I was gonna ask you know I who? Said quick. I've just spent <laughs> thirty minutes wasting time. All right, go. Who else actively is up there? But uh, it was pretty much the same as that question I had last week about the strikeouts. So all I right. want to know among Orioles pitchers who has started the top five Orioles pitchers who have started. The most, the most games, games ever. Uh, Messina. Messina is up there. He is Palmer. number five. Palmer, number one, 521 How for Jim Palmer. That's going to be go. my next guess. Are you looking? You're looking at it. No. Oh, okay. I'm looking at uh, Quayar. Quayar is six. Uh, 283. Flan- Flanny. Flanagan. Flanagan, third, 328. Mike, Don't act too excited. Mike Boddicker. Uh, Boddicker is probably not like Boddicker. 10th-ish. Yeah. I can't count very quickly. So. Uh, he has two... 180 for Boddicker. God, I really don't know who the other one is. Uh, all right. Uh, 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 Erickson. Mm-mm. Dobson. Pappas. That's not bad. I feel on there. Pappas is... Steve Barber. No, not Steve Barber. Steve Barber is like 10th. Ben McDonald. No, not Ben McDonald. It is... Chris Tillman. Do you want it? Chris Tillman's 11th. 205 for Tillman. Scott McGregor. Ah, oh, damn it. Oh, yeah. Kind of, uh, and kind of sad. Only this is SVP since oh, 1950. down over there. All right. I don't know what's going <laughs> on over there. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Maybe get off that website. Uh, oh, I guess it doesn't matter. All right, <laughs> let's move on. In the last 30 years, well, there's only been two pitchers that have even started more than 200 games for the right. Orioles. Kind of sad. Tillman, Sidney yeah, Ponson, and Moussian. Ponson. It's not, that's not that surprising. Yeah. All right. Uh, totally Tubular brought to you by All-America Lacrosse. Get your tickets right now for the premier high school lacrosse game of the year. The 17th annual All-America Lacrosse Boys and Girls Senior Game will be Saturday, July 30th at Johns Hopkins Historic Homewood Field. This is your chance to see future lacrosse stars up close and in person as they showcase why they're the best in the world. Go to allamericalacrosse.com and get your tickets now. Let's just be honest. There's not a lot going on. Uh, ESPN Plus for all the uh, women's uh, world championship action today. Stranger Things tomorrow. Stranger Things tomorrow. That is a big deal, obviously. Oh, only Mur- And Impractical Jokers. Did you mention Only Murders when yesterday when it came back? 
Oh no, I didn't. You I, I jerk. Had, I had it in the right up. I don't even love Only Murders, but I know it's very popular. Yeah. It's fine. It's a fine show to me. My friend mentioned it to me Back. yesterday, and I was like, what um, is, "You know what that is?" And Wimbledon continues right now, and that's that's what you need to know. I, I'm gonna, my intent is it through next week. We'll continue to do uh, tubular updates. The week that we're away, just forget it. There's, I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Take a good. All right, am I right? Um, so that's not you guys. I did not get that. <laughs> God damn, you are so young. All right, anyway. What was uh, it a reference? Lonely Island. Oh, that was a that was a. Lonely I'm on Island a boat. Bit. I'm on a boat. I don't know that one. Oh, because I do feel pretty Christ. familiar with Lonely Island. Lonely Island's God. hilarious. I love Lonely Island. God. All right. Uh, thanks today. Oh, Carson, your social is uh, at Carson Ware on. Everything. That's with an I. Yeah, that's um, right. Follow uh, us on TikTok, too. That's right. Well, I'm going to get to that. Settle <laughs> down. Keep it in your pants. Thanks today to uh, Terry Hosley. Thanks to Jim Callis, Jacob Barry. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hit section of the art. Oh, yeah, you do that part of the archive. Tab at glennclarkradio.com. Coming up tomorrow, nothing. It's going to be a while. We'll see you on the 18th. Jeremy Connell join us. We'll recap the MLB draft. That's what we're doing on the 18th. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, the Charm City Match, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook, Live Casino and Hotel, All-America Lacrosse, the Baltimore Orioles, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Thanks to Ryan at RexPexRyan. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And TikTok, Carson, at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great next couple of weeks. Go, Birds. Go whoever else is playing in that time. There's a lot going on for two and a half weeks. USA Lacrosse? Yes, go USA Lacrosse. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too. If you're with us on video, give us a minute. We'll be back. If you're with us on audio, do nothing. Weekend at Bookies is coming up next. And welcome into Weekend at Bookies, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Glenn Clark, Griffin Bass, Carson Weekly hanging out today. Coming up a little bit later on, our buddy Brad Cronthal from Alloy Sports. We'll talk about the day's baseball slate with him. Andrew Stecka joins us in just a moment with his stats and figures for the week. It is a busy week in the FanDuel Sportsbook because they are giving away gear. They're giving away some swag. As uh, you get your bets in, sign up for uh, live rewards, and you can be registered to win some awesome gear from the FanDuel Sportsbook and Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Of course, UFC 276 on Saturday night. The place to watch for free and bet the fights where you could come out on top. You sit at home. You pay for the pay-per-view. You're going to lose money. 
You go to Live Casino and Hotel. You don't have to pay a thing. I mean, it, your drinks and your food at Sports and Social, but for watching the fights, and you can win money. It seems like a no-brainer to me. But you want to reserve your spot right now. Events at SportsSocialMD.com. He loves the idea of two guys. He is Andrew Stecka, and he's back with us for his Stetson Figures here on Weekend at Bookies. What's going on, pal? Yeah, some might say it's bussin'. It's, it's bussin'. Bussin That's right. This is a bussin' idea. I can tell you that the, I promise you this. You get that uh, Asian chicken bowl at uh, Sports and Social, that is bussin'. I know that as a fact. And I totally don't sound like an old man when I say that. I totally don't no, sound old at all. all. I was thinking that you should, you should commit moving forward when we do Stetson figures. One of your Stetson figures should always be about two guys. I, not this got, not this week necessarily yeah. because you know I, I just sprung it on you right now but I was thinking about that last night that I think moving forward when we do the segment there should be a way whether it's you know two golfers two two NASCAR whatever it is well to, that was of course the concept I, is, was I was I was giving you a couple of golfers no you're and, talking and, about how you love two guys I get it trust me Andrew, right. we all there, there is no judgment here and I'm pretty sure the Supreme Court hasn't gotten rid of that yet I'm pretty sure well we're still not on, yet I mean, not yet not yet. <laughs> Um, but I think that we should roll with it, and I think that that their number two maybe every week should be your two guys. I love the idea of two guys. It's just a thought that well, I had. If you, if you look back, one of the two guys that I gave you for the was, was happened to to be the big winner. I so. understand that. I'm excited. I like gonna, the concept of that one guy in that scenario. We'll, because we'll, he, we'll he talk more. We'll talk more about it. I just think that should be something we should try to do moving forward. Can I can, can I get a commitment to that? Uh, we're we're going to see how the board plays Oh, for F's sake, you can come week, up man. with two guys. There's a thousand sports out there. You can't come up with two guys a day that you think could get hits in baseball games or something like that. Come on, man. You could do this. Just I'm not sure a, if you've looked at the, uh, the the sporting landscape over the next few weeks, but it is getting thin. I understand that, but there's plenty of props available, my dude. There's plenty of props. All right, let's this is true. Thank you for committing to nothing. Thank you for, for going. You know, you know, when I talk about committing to the bit, thanks for committing to the bit, buddy. I've, I've committed to the idea of liking two guys. So uh, I, I, that, do, I thought I, that would I be do, enough for you. I do, know you're this. More out of me. Oh, I do know that about you. I don't know what's happening over there, Griff. I don't know. It's, all of a sudden, I'm screaming at myself. There's a lot going on today. All right. Uh, last time out, Stecka did. It was a mixed bag. Um, as he points out, going back a ways, he did. Give you Matt Fitzpatrick, a 27-1. That was one of his two guys that he liked the idea of. So that's good. Uh, he's a basketball guy. We know that. Nailed both the under and Al Horford. But as we know about Andrew Stecken, not a guy who knows much about baseball. Just not a baseball no. man whatsoever. Uh, struggled in uh, some of his baseball picks the last time out. But he was about 500. He was roughly 500 last time out. So we'll, we'll deal with that. What's up for Stetson figures for this week? What even is baseball? That's what I yeah, say. Yeah, seriously. Um, well, we've been asking that question in Baltimore for some time. Well, we're starting to get the uh, idea. We're hoping. Of what it might be. We're hoping that we're figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, let's let's start with baseball. Let's just get that out of the way right now because I do have a baseball pick for you today. Uh, the Braves playing the Phillies final game of a three-game series. Uh, Aaron Nola started against Atlanta uh, about a month ago and was dominant. And um, I. There's a concept that I have that that's kind of hard to do in back-to-back starts Ooh. against the same team. Do you have something to back um, that up, or are you just sort of assume, guessing? Well, it's, <laughs> it's the fact that, that ever since that start, Atlanta has gone on an absolute tear. They ripped off a 14-game win streak in that okay. span, and it, the Braves have really turned things around. I'm not sure if you, 
No, this they. Uh, I don't know a lot. Yeah, about they they don't lose them. much. Yes, they don't. There's they, not a lot of losing good. in Atlanta, and yet they're yeah, still they not in first place. Yeah, they happened to win the World Series last year too. Now, what is that? They're, they're what quite is, a good team. What is what that's is the that? one they play at the end of the. Never oh, mind. Well, that seems. Um, I like the over eight and a half runs in this Braves Phillies game today. That's the the common theme. Um, like I said, the Braves have been really, really dominant, and um, Aaron Nola, obviously a very good pitcher, but I, you know these Atlanta bats right now are just on a tear. Um, Ian Anderson, on the other hand, uh, an ERA at 4.6, not, mm. not great, especially mm. for a National League pitcher. Okay. Um, you'd like to see that a little lower. So just the, the matchup there, I really like the over 8.5 in the Braves-Phillies game this afternoon. Uh, how did Mark Appel do, by the way? I know that he pitched. Do, do, what, what happened in his, his, his pi- pitching outing last night, this first of his career? Does anybody? Griffin's trying to tell me, but he's afraid. Yeah, uh, it, was, he, it was a scoreless inning. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's a neat story. Very very happy for that's all. <laughs> that's a report. Dynamite, dynamite tapping. Thank you. They don't call him the best color analyst in baseball for nothing, people. Uh, all He's right. five saves this season in the minors. That's uh, also I don't something care. I, I know. Don't say, all right. Now, now By the way, that's another, reference. that's another reference you just made that they're probably not Oh, there's zero get, so. chance. They, they don't get any of my references. Re- say, what, is, say it again. I just did it. I'm on a boat, and they uh. couldn't get that. There's no chance they remember anything from Major League. That's not happening. All right, moving no. on. Number two, Stetson Figures. Uh, let's go back to golf. Um, there's, a, there's a guy who, who I, I know you're familiar with who has, uh, speaking of being around the rim, uh, he's been around the rim a lot this year, uh, and that is William Patrick Della Torres. Oh, um, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. He's very good at finishing second. He's very good at finishing second. In fact, he's done it twice in majors this year, and then the other major in the Masters, he tied for sixth. Um, so top ten in all the majors this year thus far. Um, he has actually he's played in 12 tournaments this year. He's been in the top 10 in seven of those 12. That's wow. pretty darn good. I would say that's consistent. Um, yes, it's quite consistent. He's, um, he's actually second in uh, strokes gained tee to green this year to a guy named Rory McIlroy, who is the prohibitive favorite in the Open Championship here in a few weeks. Um, so my pick to win and obviously bet him as well, the top 10, top five, bet him all over the place. But Will Zalatoris to win is 22 to 1. Um, so I really like Will Zalatoris. I'm just going to keep hammering Will Zalatoris until he finally breaks through and wins one of these. Because it's going to happen. I, I hear you. I mean, you called the last one with Fitzpatrick, 22 to one. I get it. He's right in the mix for all of them. At some point, most of these guys that are in the mix end up winning one, except for Ricky Fowler, right? Like, is there anybody else that's been in the mix frequently that never won one? So the only other guy um, that's on the list, if you look at the betting odds, now Zalatoris is the tenth pick. Uh, among among players, you know, on the board right now, the only other guy that's up in that realm who's twenty to one, who has never won one before, is Cam Smith. He, of course, won the players um, of back course, in, of in course. March. Yeah, uh, I that. And Cam Smith's a very good golfer. Don't get me wrong, but I like Zalatoris in the spot. You're getting slightly better odds than him. Uh, the other guys have all won majors before. You're talking McElroy and Rahm up top, uh, Scheffler, who's obviously been on a tear, Justin Thomas coming off the U.S. Open win, Jordan Spieth is, is always going to be in the mix of these things, or at least from a betting standpoint, be in the mix. Uh, Morikawa, the defending champion, is up there as well. Fitzpatrick coming off of um, uh, the U.S. Open, and then Shane Lowry is up there as well as a, as a betting favorite. Um, he, of course, uh, won the British Open a few years ago, so... But Zalatoris is, is kind of in that next crop, and he's the guy that I like to uh, to break through. Um, I, so so how many times? Uh, you know, what, uh, never mind. You don't. What am I doing here? Let's just move forward. I, I Lord knows, I have no idea. They they uh they do the respectful thing, right? And they wait till Wimbledon is over to play this, so that the we get the important stuff out of the way, right? It's, 
Yeah, well, the Wimbledon serves as the appetizer for the real thing. Yeah, uh, sure, in the Open sure. That's exactly. You know, everybody's saying that. Everybody's saying yeah. that. that's the way that it works. So it's the weekend app. So next next weekend are the Wimbledon finals, and then it's the weekend after that for the. Yeah, uh, yes. this the, week is the Irish Open, and then next week is the Scottish Open, and then they have the Open Championship. You act like I didn't know those things. Long-time fan. Long-time fan of all of these events. Well, what's going on this week, actually? The John Deere Classic, the, 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 as everyone said, the fifth major uh, right. is going on out in, in Illinois. Right. And it coincides with the Irish Open. And then next week, the Scottish Open is now a sanctioned event uh, between what's, what's called the DP World Tour. It used to be the European Tour and the PGA Tour. So a lot of players are going to be playing next week in the Scottish Open ahead of the major the following week. Well, I got to be honest with you. All of that just sounds terrible. I'm going to leave then. I'm going to get out of town for all of this. Well, you would just want to be ready to sit down and watch all the all the great, great point. I just need, I need to be able to completely focus, focus all of my attention on that. Uh, Andrew yeah, Steck is with uh, Stets and Figures here on Weekend at Bookies. And by the way, that was basically two guys. For the record, that's almost exactly what I'm asking for you to do with number two every week. Is the, that you like the idea of two guys? You just threw out Will Zalatoris and and sort of Cameron Smith. So you basically did it. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not on Cameron Smith this week, but but he's another name that's up there I, on the board. I if, if I had to give you another I name, you so it would much. be it, it would be Roy McIlroy. But he's a favorite, and at eight to one, I don't like those odds. Eh, I get it, but I mean, it's still eight to one. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. it's still like. My God, the one that you made before that was like minus 110. That's still way better up. <laughs> Jesus. All right, fine. Next, number three. Uh, I have not given you a soccer pick in a few weeks because There's, most of yeah. the soccer I pay attention to is it's not European happening. soccer. Right. But I am going to give you an MLS pick for oh, today. Look uh, at you. New York Red Bulls, Atlanta United, uh, they meet today. Um, both teams are, are struggling, but most of those defensive, those struggles rather come defensively. Um, Atlanta's had a lot of injuries. Red Bulls have had a lot of problems with form, but um, these are two teams that can really still score. Um, so I'm going to give you both teams to score in this match at minus 140. Um, Red Bulls have the fourth highest XG, which is expected goals per 90 minutes in the mm. MLS this year. Mm. Um, and seven of the last eight fixtures in, in this matchup have, have cashed on this bet with both teams scoring. So, I like uh, Red Bulls and Atlanta United tonight. Uh, both teams to score at minus one forty. Again, he's giving. By the way, it's dra- apparently it's dropped to minus one fifty. He won't give us an eight to one, but he'll give us a minus one fifty. Uh, and you act like I don't know what XG is. How is you think I talk to the girls at the bars every night? I walk in and I'm like, hey, let's talk about the XG of the New York Red Bulls, and they're like, oh, let's. That's the way that it goes for me most nights. Number four, Stetson figures. So you're not going to like this one. I'm going to preface it with that. And 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 this is a, a real, just kind of a, it's not a long shot in the sense that the odds are great, but it's a long shot in the sense that I, I just like this concept and this idea. I'm just prefacing it with that because you're going to push back, okay? Okay. The Washington Commanders. <laughs> what are you doing? What's wrong with you? What? The Washington Why Commanders. I would just end the sentence there. <laughs> I know, I know. The Washington Commanders are plus 165 to make the playoffs in the NFL season coming up. I don't know why the odds um, are that good. Well, <laughs> they're, they're plus 500 to win the division if you really want to want to want to take a step. I don't like the NFC East. Well, I, I mean, by don't. the way, those those odds make no sense to me. Like they 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 shouldn't be that much better to make the playoffs than they are to win the division. The only way they're getting into the playoffs is if they win the division. 
that's not entirely true. Come on. They were only two games. Well, listen, they were only two games out. You're talking about an extra playoff spot now. They were two games back of the Eagles last year, who, who were the wildcard team. Um, I am not a believer in, in Jalen Hurts. I'm not really a big believer in the Dallas Cowboys, even though I think they have more talent. And all it takes is an injury from, you know, to a quarterback or to a key player on one of those teams. And this is a team that won seven games last year and didn't really have a quarterback to speak of. They had four different quarterbacks, none of whom were very good. And I'm not saying Carson Wentz is a world beater, but he's at least going to provide them with some consistency. Um, you've got Gibson in the backfield. You've got Terry McLaurin signed to a new deal, a good defense. And again, that division is very, very up in the air. So the fact that they were only two games out of, a, of, of you know, essentially a playoff spot last year, um, I do like those odds for them to make the playoffs at plus 165. I, I'm telling you right now, if you're making that bet, you bet them to win the division. Like I, there's, sure, there's, and that's why it, I threw that number it's, out there. It's nonsensical well. to me the way those odds are set up because you can keep telling me they were two games back. They were two games back of maybe the worst playoff team of all time. Um, they're, they're making the playoffs if they win the division. Now, the only argument that you can make is that, hey, it's not like the conference – the, the all of the quarterbacks are in the AFC now, right? So Correct. somebody's got to make it. I hear you, but I'm still, if I'm making that bet, I'm just going for it, and I'm picking them to win the division. But well, and if you looked back about two months ago, especially before the draft, um, they were only about plus three fifty four hundred to win the division. That those odds have have, have gone a little why? higher for you. So I don't understand why better. that would. Why would that move? What? Why would that, that's. That's what I'm saying. That's what I, I, I like them. You know, I, I do like I like the plus five hundred. Um, just as a you know a flyer for them to win. Yes, that division. Based like based said, on based on the playoff odds, I like the division odds much better. Like if I, 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 I do as I do as well. I, I'm That's, not I'm not making either one of those bets because I am not putting American dollars on the Washington Commanders. But if I had to make one, I'd make the division bet. Like if you said I'm going to put concept go- is, the concept of course is there's there's playoff turnover every year. You've got the extra yes, playoffs. Somebody's, like and somebody's going to get hurt. In the whole, I, I mean, I, somebody's going to get hurt. Right. It's not a good division. It's not a good conference, as you said. Um, you know, all the and and they're going to have a little bit more consistency um, in you know in the quarterback spot. And the defense is is still formidable. It's still a, you know a defense. There's still a defense there um, that can that can do some damage as well. I just it's it's of all the NFL futures and looking at the way the only other one that I've I've looked at is. is you know the the ones that stand out is Kansas City, and I just cannot bet against. It would be going against Kansas City, and I just can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Right. So I would almost rather bet with um, with Carson Wentz, which is, which I know sounds you could like talk a, a me into bet. you could talk me into trying to doubt the Chiefs a little bit with Tyree Kill gone. You could talk yeah. me into some form of everybody thinks that Patrick Mahomes can just make everybody better, but that's not the way that things work. Like it's just not the case. But they do still have Travis Kelsey, so I I. You could talk me and into an am- amount of hating on the Chiefs, but only an amount. And there's still time for, for, for these things, but this is one that I've kind of had in my back pocket for yeah. a few months, just thinking about where can, we, where can we find new playoff teams. And I really think the NFC East, the NFC East has historically been one of those divisions that turns out a new team almost every three, four years. Um, you know, just a, an out-of-nowhere team that pops in. Yeah, but I, and, uh, I think I, I got a better answer than Washington. I think you want, it's New York, and, and nobody want you don't want to like Daniel Jones stinks, so we don't want to say that. But like they've they've got talent now. Like that's kind of thing that happens when you get the draft picks that you get. Um, that's that's if you wanted to pull a magic one out of a hat, New York would be the one for me. Yeah, I like Washington more than I like New York. Okay, I I don't 
oh boy, I don't. I, I like their defensive line. That's about all I like. And again, this right. is way more a bet against Dallas and Philly than anything. I, I I kind of agree with that, but that's it's. I don't. All right, all right. Anyway, anyway, at Astec on Twitter is how you follow him. Um, it might be four weeks before we do this again. I got to figure out what our schedule is going to be when we get back from break. But I appreciate you, pal. Let's let's think about some more two guys that we can love on. All right. It's, all right. Just let me know. Thanks, buddy. See you. Andrew Stecka joining us for Stetson Figures here on Weekend at Bookies. When we come back in, Brad Cronthal, Alloy Sports, will join us next. We'll go over today's Major League Baseball slate. No Orioles, but a lot of other games in action. We'll talk to him about those. That's next. It's Weekend at Bookies. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit MDGAMBLING help.org the biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common you've heard them on jobbing out matt and nick jackson the young bucks thanks for having us man appreciate it the great kurt angle thanks for having me on the show i appreciate it matt riddle yeah man thanks man. the champ drew mcintyre oh, thank you for having me the great ron simmons Damn. keith lee appreciate you guys having me man bill goldberg my pleasure charlotte thank you so much for having me mick foley is with us this is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Le Champion! Chris Jericho. Le Champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out Buy a Toyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food. 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. The latest edition of Press Box is available now, and it's our very first Salute to Coaches issue. On the cover, we recognize Ravens coach John Harbaugh ahead of his 15th season. Also inside, find tributes to Navy football coach Ken Niamatololo, UMBC soccer coach Pete Karinji, Maryland soccer coach Sasho Sorovsky, and field hockey coach Missy Maharg, Mount St. Joe basketball coach Pat Clatchy, and poly basketball coach Kendall Peace. We also honor recently retired Johns Hopkins lacrosse coach Janine Tucker and Calvert Hall baseball coach Lou Eckerl, the athletes who lives these coaches have impacted offering insights on what makes them special and why they've stood the test of time press box is available for free at over 500 area locations including 60 royal farm stores and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the orioles ravens and terps at pressboxonline.com to follow the show on instagram it's just glenn clark radio and to follow the show on OnlyFans, wait i don't think you're supposed to know about that one any hoodle. Take it away, boys. It is Weekend at Bookies, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Let's uh, zero in a little bit more on the baseball slate for the day. Joining us now 
from Alloy Sports. He's our buddy Brad Cronthrall. He's with us here on Weekend at Bookies. Brad, what's going on, bud? Glenn, another beautiful day in Baltimore. How are you doing? Everything is good, man. I mean, it would have been nicer if the Orioles would have, you know, not lost the last two games. But other than that, everything is good. What's going on in the world of Alloy Sports? Everything's great, Glenn. Really building out our mobile app for the summer for the NFL, uh, working on some internal stuff, but really getting that NFL push ready. Uh, and it's coming up really quick, so we're really excited for, for training camp and then preseason and then the season. I'll be here before you know it. I'm, I'm assuming the concept is going to be the same for the NFL as it was for the NBA, which is that you can use you know your own methods. You can come up with your own buckets for how it is that what you think you should prioritize for betting NFL games. Absolutely. So we're making it a little bit cleaner, improving design, but at the end of the day, it's building your betting strategies based off stats that you think are most important. We tell you how it's fit in games in the past and, and the best games that to bet on that certain week or coming weeks to uh, for you to win and be profitable. I mean, I, 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 I'm looking forward to it because I need all the help that I can get, as you know, Brad. I need as much help as I can possibly get. Um, in the meantime, let's just sort of take a look at the baseball slate today. Again, it's a bummer because there's no Orioles game, and we like talking about that. But what catches your eye looking at what's going on from a betting perspective? Yeah, I'm excited to come on because I was listening to Andrew, and it seems like in weeks past that we have contradicted ourselves mm, a lot. And you're, so you're you know, by the way, and we know as a fact that yours worked out a little bit better the last time around. They did the last time, and, and that's all the ones I can remember, so that's all that's important. That's all that, that's all that matters. <laughs> the ones that, that were winners are the only ones that matters. We all just conveniently forget about all the losers we had in there. 100%. So I, I actually agreed with Andrew today, and looking at the slate for today's games, it was hard to, to play some bets, and so I really had to dive in a little deeper. So I'm looking at the Braves and Phillies, not taking the over-under. I, I would have leaned the way Andrew was with the over um, but I'm looking at Ian Anderson, and I'm going over four and a half strikeouts. Yes, he's been really underwhelming this season with a 4.60 ERA. But in his last seven starts, he's only gone under that four and a half line once. Mm. Braves obviously really hot in June. Um, Anderson has a really high whiff percentage this year, which is consistent with his last three years in the 67 67th percentile there. It's just his strikeout rate has dropped dramatically. So when he's getting the two strikes, he's just not finishing batters. Um, but then again, he is getting over that four and a half line pretty consistently lately. And, and the Phillies, their last two games against the Braves, 10 strikeouts two nights ago when Charlie Morton started and then nine strikeouts last night. So, you know, if Ian Anderson can just avoid getting rocked. I think he can hit that number. All right, that's a that's a bold pick. That's a bold pick. I don't. I I like it. I like everything about it. What else? Uh, what else do you see? So two other games. One being Yankees Astros from a rooting interest. I mean, this is just fantastic baseball. The series they just had in New York yeah. last week was just extremely entertaining. Hey, what's did? Um, it, was there an update on? I, I know there was a, a scary moment yesterday with Jordan Alvarez. Do we know anything more about that? It's, I believe that him and Pena are, are doubtful for tonight. Okay. That's the last thing I saw. I mean, if you're Houston, watch the rush to, to get them back in the lineup. You're running away with your division. There's no need to, uh, to push them back in there. So what? that's the last update I saw. And with that in mind, that kind of leads to my pick of, I like the Yankees on the run uh, line, minus 1.5 at plus 128. <sighs> Luis Severino uh, versus Garcia tonight. Yankees are 
the freaking Yankees this year. They're they're winning and they're winning a lot. Yeah, here's an interesting figure. They're nine and two ATS in the central or mountain time zone in their last eleven games. Well, that's interesting. That's quite interesting how that works out. Um boy I hate that I hate that you're right about it, but Jesus, you're definitely right about it. Although you know, they also did just go, what, 16 innings without getting a hit against the uh, Astros over the course of last weekend. So go figure that, right? Like, go explain how these things come up. We're a team that, that's this loaded, has this many bats, can just go through, you know, such an insane slump as they did. But, yeah, on paper, I tend to agree. I think that's pretty safe with the number being one and a half um, to take the Yankees tonight. And then what's the other one that jumps out at you? So the last game that I like, and it's Rays at uh, Blue Jays. So Tampa Bay has not declared their starter. I mean, this is nothing new. They've done this for years when they go with an opener. So this shouldn't surprise, you know, Tampa Bay, the way they play. Uh, they're facing, you say, Kikuchi. Kikuchi has been terrible. His last win was May 16th. Since then, his ERA has skyrocketed to 7.30. And, and making matters worse, everyone still giggles when they announce his name coming out of the mound. I mean, it's just it's <laughs> real rough for him. There's a, it's a tough scene, Brad. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I hope one day to be mature enough to not giggle when I hear the name Kikuchi, but I am not. I am not <laughs> mature or old enough yet to be able to not do that, unfortunately. <laughs> Maybe he's uh, affected by that on the mound. Might be. Slight, slight giggles. So I like Tampa Bay. I, I really would like them on the, the first five from FanDuel. Last I checked, that hasn't come out yet, and, and folks will wait on that until a starter is announced. Yeah. Um, but Tampa Bay hits lefties relatively well, better than they do righties. Um, but Kikuchi's just been terrible. So I like Tampa Bay, at least in the first five for sure, but – I'll take them on the money line. And what, then, what would you want? Mo- what would you want? You like it, when you say explain that to people that don't understand about like first five betting. Explain what it is that you're looking for when that line comes out. Absolutely. So first five is really betting on the first five innings. That's yep. what it means, and and that's really tallying and following a starting pitcher. Just because bullpens can be so erratic, and and you're betting on your that starter that you like. You know, most starters, if you're having a good night, you should go five innings at a minimum. So it's really riding that starting pitcher and picking a winner uh, based on that uh, information there. So, so in general, that's why I like in general what you're saying five. is you like the idea of betting against Kikuchi. Exactly. Um, once makes... it gets into a bullpen game, who knows what can happen. I think Tampa Bay will score more runs than Toronto in the first five innings off Kikuchi. And then I don't want to rely on the Rays, you know, bullpen for in the last four innings to see what happens for the rest of the game. Makes all the sense in the world. All right, anything else that's on your radar, Brad? Yeah, Glenn, I really love playing the futures market. Okay. Um, and I usually get into it probably like a month from now once the uh, deadline gets a little closer, teams start to know when they're buyers or sellers. But one really interesting market right now is the AL MVP futures odds. So, obviously, Aaron Judge is in the lead. Running away with it at the moment. Absolutely, and he should. I mean, if the season ended today, there's, there's no one else who could possibly be the MVP. Granted, there are a ton of great players in the American League. With that said, Mike Trout's at plus 800. Mm. Jordan Alvarez is at plus 1,500. Jose Ramirez is at plus 2,500. And if you like Vlad Jr. with a big second half, he's at plus 4,000. I mean, all Aaron Judge, we know his history. You know, all it takes is one Bryce Harper hit to the hand, and he's out for a couple months, and everything changes. So, I mean, this market, you can throw it on a few guys right now and come out profitable if it's not Aaron Judge. 
I mean, Mike Trout's going crazy. Jordan Alvarez, sir, if there's no Aaron Judge, I think Jordan should be the MVP right now. Okay. You just like so, the value. You like the value there with some of those guys. Absolutely. So, basically, if you bet $100, I could come away with 1500 if I put money on Jordan today and he wins the MVP. Mm-hmm. So, I usually wait a month or so, but there is a lot of value in that futures market um, for the American League MVP right now. Of course, the issue being that, you know, Aaron Judge is on pace to hit like 175 home runs this season. (laughs) And if he does that, I'm going to guess he wins MVP. Just guessing that if he gets to 175, he'll squeak it out. I think if Aaron Judge stays healthy, he wins. Yeah. Yep. I get it. I get it. A risk. Right. So it's, it's a risk, there and there's other options out there, and they're they're quite profitable if, if you want to make a play. Brad, remind everybody about Alloy and what the next couple of months look like for you guys. Yeah. So Alloy Sports, we're we're the sports betting research platform that lets you build and test your own sports betting strategies. You put in stats you think are most important to winning. We tell you how it's worked in the past the win percentages, the ROI, and then we tell you the upcoming games to bet on that fit your criteria. We're working on the NFL. We had an NBA beta that was really successful, um, and we've been working out on refining our product um, and building out our mobile app, as I mentioned earlier. So it's going to be easier to access uh, for all the sports bettors out there and and really be the one-stop shop for your pre-bet solution. So you know before you place a bet how much confidence you can have in that bet, and it's all based off your intuition um, and data. You can find out more at AlloySports.com, and you can follow them on Twitter, at AlloySports. And, Brad, remind me where you are on Twitter. I'm at B underscore Kronthal. And if you can spell it right, then that's K-R-O-N-T-H-A-L. Give him a follow there. Although when you search for him in my phone, you you don't find that. It's a long story uh, that I'll explain some other time. Brad Kronthal, always appreciate it, brother. We'll talk to you in a few weeks, all right? Thanks, Glenn. Have a great weekend. Thanks, pal. You too. Brett Kronthal, Alloy Sports, joining us here on Weekend at Bookies, taking a look at today's MLB slate. So, um, I put Griffin in charge of a new segment for Weekend at Bookies. We had, in the past, Paul's preposterous prop, where he would go in and just find something completely... He'd make like a snooker bet or... Just some sort of sport that he knows nothing about whatsoever, but he would throw it out there anyway. I like the idea of a parlay. So Griffin is going to attempt to put together a parlay. And because we like alliteration around here, we're going to call it Griffin's Gratuitous Grouping. Because again, alliteration. (laughs) It's my favorite type of alliteration. Alliteration. (laughs) We don't need no... Literation, we need alliteration. So, Griffin, where are you taking us this week with your gratuitous group? All right, first off, we are going to head north of the border because I know that you know this sport is back. Yes. Starting started earlier this month, the Canadian Football League. Hell yeah. Oh, I'm a Stampeders guy forever. All right, well, Stampeders not Except for when Baltimore had a team. Then I was... Then I was a Stallions man. There's one game tonight is between the Ottawa Red Blacks and the BC Lions. Okay. Right, is this tomorrow night? I can't remember. Hold on. Let me, let me Wait, double check your here. your gratuitous yeah. grouping. This is tonight. This is tonight. All right. 
Ottawa Red Blacks versus the BC Lions. Lions are 2-0, and so they're coming in as a road favorite Ooh. against the Red Blacks. Ooh. And the Lions, the BC Lions just beat up on two teams, Toronto and, oh, I didn't even put the name of the other mm. one. Oh, I think it was Edmonton, Edmonton Elks or something. Yes. Used just, to they're be, not very used good. Used to be the Eskimos, but I think that you're yes. not allowed to say that anymore. Yeah, and you just said it. Well, I don't. I'm not in Canada, so I think actually I am oh, allowed you get a, to say. You get it. I, think, okay. I think in Canada you're not allowed to say it anymore. Gotcha. I don't gotcha. really. Un- I don't. I don't understand. That, I didn't understand I'm, it either. I'm gonna let. S- I'm. I, I. I guarantee I'm wrong. I'm the idiot. <laughs> I guarantee that. And so Ottawa, they're 0 2. So this is kind of like why they're coming in as a as a home dog. Uh, but that's because they played the Winnipeg Bombers twice. Ugh. Winnipeg, they're the reigning champs. You play back-to-back games against the same team? Yeah, I'm not sure what their scheduling like deal is. scheduling <laughs> quirk. Yeah, but they're, so they're 0-2, so they're coming in as, at plus 114 at home against the BC Lions. Lions haven't played, haven't played meaningful football yet. They've been, they've been up big against two bad teams. Red Blacks have been playing really close <laughs> against the defending champs. Who are you to determine champs. what's meaningful football? Uh, I mean... This is the I'm, CFL, baby. Is, Every game matters. That is true. I mean, it's a shorter season, so it does. It's the uh, the oldest but I really trophy like in all this. sports. I, I'm smelling money here. The home dogs so taking the Red Blacks plus one fourteen on the money line. Yes, on the money line. Okay. All right. All right. Don't even don't even need the two and a half points. It's I think you might regret that, but all right. We'll I go doubt with it. it. All right, we'll go with we'll it. See. We'll so see. So what I do you mean, what I'm, do you come? So all right, hang on a second. Let's let's get this through. You are. Putting that first in your prop. I am, yes. All right, where are you going next? Blacks. Next, we are going to the UFC on Saturday. Okay. We've been talking about Izzy and Israel Adesanya and uh, Cannoneer. That's what that's what we've been talking about uh, this week with everybody. I'm lo- I'm looking at the co-main event, mm. which is also going to be a big fight. Max Holloway and Alex Volkanovski. It's their third fight. This is the trilogy, yeah. Yes. And so Holloway, I don't know who, if anyone watched it, but Holloway won the second fight. Mm-hmm. They gave it to Volkanovski on a split decision. If anyone watched that fight, if you look at the stats afterwards on ESPN, they had Volkanovski. He's all covered in red because Holloway had the pressure on him. But they gave it to Volkanovski because, I don't know, judging, judging in UFC recently has been very, uh, very bad. I didn't know you were this passionate I about am, yeah. this topic. I had no idea. This is news to me. I'm, I'm a big UFC guy. You're very yeah. passionate yeah. about judging in UFC. Um, but Holloway, so Holloway, he, so he lost back-to-back fights against Volkanovski. The first fight, he did lose. Second fight, which was almost two years ago exactly, Yeah. Um, to Volkanovski. He lost on a split decision, which he should have won. Um, and so he went back, so he fought Calvin Cater. He destroyed Calvin Cater, set records with most strikes in a fight, destroyed Calvin. Calvin Cater didn't fight for a year. That's how hurt he was. Oh, my then God. Then he fought uh, Yair Rodriguez in November. Yair Rodriguez hasn't fought yet. He actually does have a fight scheduled, but he hasn't fought since November because, again, he Sk- fought Holloway. End ending these fools. He is. Yeah. yeah. Holloway is one of the best strikers in the world, in probably you know, maybe in all of featherweight featherweight history so you believe this is his moment this is his moment for sure he's not losing three times in a row to alex volkanovsky uh even though even though i don't think he did lose Uh even if he does somehow lose this because he won the second fight but he's coming in as a dog so a lot of money there it's plus 164 right now and uh and i really like that okay so you got two legs and a parlay is there a third coming or there's a third coming i'm going tennis so i would love to see i would love to see uh, your opinion if if you like it all right tomorrow morning yes john uh eisner Uh, isner isner versus (laughs) not a great start versus yannick my opinion is (laughs) learn how to pronounce these names i know yannick sinner is that right that's right yannick sinner is going with the young kid against sinner or or the young kid against (laughs) eisner (laughs) isner isner how do you pronounce is is there you go isner you got John it sport. isner the 37 year old he's losing to the 20 year old 
Uh, and it's and it's minus 180, I think, for center. Oh, I'm surprised it's only minus 180. I know. I'm surprised too because I mean, he's, he's a good kid. He's, 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 he's a, a very player. talented. Really like it's actually down to minus 182, so it doesn't there we move go. slightly. So these are your um, three legs? These are my three legs. So I see plus 775 right I've now. I've got 775 as well. Yeah. So how much are we going to play on this? Uh, Let's put uh, I mean, you know, whatever your unit is, whatever you're comfortable with I as like a unit. I like putting $20 bets in. Okay, That's what I like I to do. I think you should put 20 bucks if on If I that. put $20 on this... I was thinking. I mean, my I, I I make I probably make less money than you, Glenn. So I was probably gonna put like ten bucks on it. Okay, so ten dollar bet, and then probably bet each of them straight too. Just make sure I cover a ten dollar bet on Griffin's gratuitous grouping would win you seventy seven dollars and fifty four cents. So, and if you have more, if if your unit is bigger than that, I mean, get down. I'm to the, comfortable with get a down to the Fanduel Sportsbook. Put your bet in on Griffin's gratuitous grouping. Again, Yannick Sinner on the money line against John Isner. I, I'm i still furious that John Isner beat Andy Murray. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. It was very depressing. Sinner will make things right. Uh, Max Holloway against Volkanovski and the Ottawa Red Blacks <laughs> on the money line. This is going to be the one. I got a bad, it is. I got a bad feeling about that one. Well, you don't think the, the Red, one's Red Blacks are winning? Oh, no. That game is tonight. We'll find out. We'll find out early. All right, uh, so put all those three together. Put a ten dollar part. By the way, if you hit the first one, dude, a lot of pressure. My God, my God! If you hit on the first one, that's seventy seven dollars and fifty four cents. You're in charge of monitoring it. Send the tweet out, the whole okay. thing, because okay. I'll forget. I will forget about it within five minutes. I've got lacrosse games to call. That's the way my life is going. Sounds Thank good. You. Thank you, Griffin. Well done. That's exactly what Thank I wanted you. in a gratuitous grouping. All right, again, reminder, if you want to watch that Holloway-Volkanovsky fight, the place to do it is the FanDuel Sportsbook Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. You can watch the fights for free. You don't have to pay a cover. You don't have to order the fight at home. Watch the fight, all the fights, for free. Bet on the fights. Come out on top! The 61 self-service kiosk. By the way, no longer there being any furniture at all in this office. My voice is bouncing. I'm like it's ever bounced before. I can hear it bouncing back to me in this now hollowed-out office. Um, you can reserve your spot, reserve your table, reserve your set of reclining chairs right now. Email events at sportssocialmd.com. Thanks to Brad Cronthal. Thanks to Andrew Stecka. Thanks to Carson Weekly. Good job, bud. Thanks Thank to you. Griffin. Um, if you don't, if you weren't listening to my show, we're going to be off for a couple of weeks. So there will not be a weekend at bookies coming up in two Thursdays as I will be on a boat and I would sing the song again, but the boys don't know what it is. So I'm going to pass on that. So there will be no weekend at bookies on the 14th. It might just be that we skip ahead to the 28th and keep it on the same, or we might move weeks and make it the 21st. We're working on a strategy for that, but weekend at bookies will be back. Um, after this sort of uh, brief summer break that we're taking as we make our move. So we will see you then. Um, get down to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. May the odds be ever in your favor.